Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Like that? That's how I always reaffirm myself. Give me another one. Bruno. See? Give me another one. Tony Bruno. You say it real fast now? Tony Bruno. Nice. You say it real slow now? Tony Bruno. Can you get deeper? Deeper? <laughs> You're a bad man. You're a bad man. Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. And now. Oh, Tony Bruno. Stop it! Here is Tony Bruno. Howdy, children. As a great man in this city of Philadelphia once said, and I will repeat those infamous words right now. How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise. Come on. Come on. Let's make some noise. A lot of people making noise over the weekend. Thank you for joining us. It's Tony Bruno. Bruno Nation Live. In the air everywhere. Uptown, downtown, cross town, all around the big town, the small town, flyover states, coast to coast. Borough to borough, border to border, from sea to shining sea, from polluted waterways to pristine waters of the Caribbean. What is your man with the plan for the better things in life? Mr. Anthony Joseph Bruno Sr., please. You can just call me Tony, because Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. We got a fun show today. Miss Robin is here. I'm feeling good today. I just did a sinus wash, <clears throat> sinus rinse. <clears throat> I couldn't find my landing spot, though, when I had tried to get that thing. I'm in sure everybody nut. is appreciating the fact that you did it in, before the show yes. rather than during the well, show. Well, I had to give, you know, it's all about teaching people how to take care of themselves. That's what the show's about. The two words I've learned over the weekend, spoiler alert, that's the most important thing. People going crazy all weekend long, going on Twitter to complain about spoilers, people were posting spoilers and then complaining about spoilers. And then when we finally got to Game of Thrones after the Avengers spoiler thon over the weekend, people were talking about what was going on during Game of Thrones, spoiling for the other people. So I don't understand what, where, where the spoiling line stops. I know it's spoiled milk, spoiled eggs, and anything that's spoiled and spoiled brat kids look like. Just go to any college campus and see that. But Miss Robin, I have to I, I hate to do this to start the show. What? Miss Robin's one of those people, and again, there's a lot of you who are Game of Thrones freak crying for two years. I have to wait two years for the show to come back. What am I gonna do with myself? How many protest marches, how many pussy hats do I need to buy to, to keep myself occupied? I'm not talking about you, Robin, in yeah. this case. Yeah. 
Be honest here, Tony. Was I doing that? No, but seriously, did you not say once the final episode, season seven, ended like 22 two years, almost two years ago, right? right? Everybody's like, I don't know how I'm going to wait two years. The show comes back finally for the final season. Robin has not watched one episode live. She saw the first episode, and I think you watched it live. Right. But then week two, didn't watch it, didn't even watch it like the next day. So then you can't watch episode three last night, which is the one where the shit hit the fan. Right. And everybody was speculating. I haven't even watched the show, and I knew that that creepy-looking, uh, what's his name, the, the Night King? Right. The White Walkers. So now White, I- the White Walkers always lose. They're, you know, they're, they're idiots. They're zombies. It's like the Walking Dead meets medieval suckers in the middle of nowhere. So how can you, and I'm saying to Robin, I'm down here prepping for the show in the wine cellar, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm doing my research on everything we're going to talk about today. There might be some people listening, though, who have not watched it either. I'm not going to give, I'm not spoiling it. Okay. My point is, I, didn't, I don't spoil it because I don't watch it. I don't know, even know who the White Walkers are. I thought they were Antifa guys in Berkeley, busting windows at bars and banks and stuff. I don't know what the White Walkers are. I know what a White Russian is. They interfere with the election in 2016. But White Walkers? So if you're obsessed with the show and it hasn't been on for two years, how is it that you're watching some really lame Netflix show from Finland or someplace or Denmark? You're watching, you're binge watching this show. What's it called? This dumb show you're watching now? Rita. Rita. That's not the water ice people, right? Because they're pretty, they're no. not doing very well right now. No, they're not. Some show called Rita. And she's been watching, binge watching episode after episode. And I'm downstairs here preparing for the show, going through all the NBA. And I'm yelling, Robin, how the hell are you not watching Game of Thrones? This is, that was, it, 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 it's incomprehensible that you could be so obsessed with, which a lot of people are. There are people in bars, there were watch parties. Robin's upstairs, instead of watching it live, now she's behind two weeks. Yeah. You're behind two weeks on this. Correct. So how is that not going to spoil anything for you? You can't go on Twitter because everybody's talking about it. You actually watched a bar somewhere. Was that in England? Where was that? I, I think you it was here in the United clip. States. You showed me a clip of a, of a bar where they had well, the it, big it looked, screen. It looked like they were Xfinity watching the Live Super Bowl. watching the Eagles yeah. win the Super Bowl. And then it's mostly dudes. Uh, no, I mean, it was, it was a mixed group. It was, it was a, a sausage group. fest. Yeah, it was- but a lot of dudes like this show, too. It's not just horny housewives. It's just a lot of people love this Game of Thrones thingy. Yes. Well, and yet, so I want you, you to explain for the yes. people May how I you explain? can c- complain about two years <laughs> about having to wait for it to come back. Then it comes back. You watch the first episode and then miss the second episode, which I believe was sex-filled from what I hear. And then the third episode where the shit hits the fan and people start going down, going down hard. As Al Davis said about the Raiders, the one thing we got to do, the other quarterback's got to go down and he's got to go down hard. You haven't watched it. You know what happens because you're watching clips on the internet of people reacting to what happened. So how how will it be? I, how can, will it be enjoyable to you not watching it as it happens? I I can live in suspended animation for a very long time. But here's what happened. Last week was Easter Sunday. Correct. Couldn't watch it there because we were over. I understand. Your I'm not saying you watch it on Easter Sunday. And then the rest of the week. Did we? Did I have any time to watch any kind of TV? Yes, you were watching these no. stupid shows on Netflix. One was about uh, zombies, which has not even anything to do with Game of Thrones. What was the dumb show you're watching? An Australian show where people come back from the dead. Yes. What was that called? Glitch. Glitch, 
which you could watch anytime. Okay, but that was people a, aren't saying I'm I waiting for the that next. last week. Yeah, but that was another binge watch thing, yes. right? Because it's not one episode. So, How many episodes were there of Glitch? Oh, do you want me to explain? No, I want. Have... I want to. I'm trying to set the set the stage here to allow you to then explain exactly <laughs> where you're coming from. So you watch how many episodes of there with the glitch, which is this Australian show? Two ne- seasons. Two seasons. So you binge watch that all week at night when you have time and you're relaxing. Two weeks. I mean, I binge watch that. And then before. you start watching this Rita show, right? No, you started watching some other vampire show, no, no, which no. was even lamer. So, so let me explain. Go ahead. There are certain shows that I can do two things at once, sometimes even three, depending on the involvement of the show. So all the ones that I was watching, I can be working on my computer and the cameras and technology and all that while I'm watching a show because it doesn't really need that much concentration. Game of Thrones, you need to be all in. I you agree. Can't be doing... So what do you do then? You turn off your but electronic devices and you watch the show the and concentrate is, for one hour. I have not had the time to not be doing something else while I Wait am watching the show. One hour, Robin. It's one no, hour no, no, a week. No, no, this one, this last one. So last be- night was one hour. No, I know, but because I'd already missed the one before, which I couldn't watch because I was doing all sorts of technology stuff throughout the week. I didn't have to. So then, technically, and last night's show was more than one hour. So no, it wasn't, was it? Yeah, I think it was. It was like ninety minutes. So an hour and I a half. Would, so- I would have had two and a half hours that I needed of uninterrupted, one hundred percent focus time, and I haven't had that. <laughs> So there. Let me give you it's another one. It's a very good reason. No, it's not. It's lame. Here's why. And again, I don't care if you why. I'm joking with Robin, but I just try to find logic in anything we do. Like when Breaking Bad was on, or when I was into The Walking Dead, right. every Sunday night, even though it's all, you could tape it and watch it later, I wouldn't wait another week. If I couldn't watch it a live when it came on at 8 p.m., right. I DVR'd. You haven't even DVR'd Game of Thrones. So the point is, you spent we all day yesterday, That's you spent a lot of time yesterday binge-watching some stinking show from Denmark, and you spent hours, and I, even if you're not paying attention to it, you still had it on. But I'm, I'm so doing multiple duties. So you didn't even watch last week's Game of Thrones. You didn't have the curiosity to wonder, gee, what happened last week in episode two? And oh, by the way, episode three is coming. Because you were still binge watching that show last night all the way up until midnight when I went upstairs and said, I'm not listening to this crap anymore. I pulled a, uh, Ladies and I'm gentlemen, not going to take your crap anymore tonight. And anybody- I went upstairs and I started watching SpongeBob at midnight. <laughs> I watched anybody- SpongeBob. That knows Game of Thrones understands what I'm saying. Is no, that they you, don't. You you cannot be distracted. You can't have it's anything else going on. It's something you waited on. two years for. And I'm. It's like to- sex. If you waited two months for sex and then you knew it was going to happen that night, would you say, well, you know, if I waited, I'll get to it uh, because maybe because I don't want to half-ass it. I want to savor That's it. That's nonsense. You turn the TV on. You try to understand it. It's all dark anyway. I understand it was like shot in the, in the middle of the night where nobody could see anybody in this episode. Which is awesome. Based on Twitter. I like to doing my... Uh, even when I'm doing my best work in the dark, I got to have a little bit of light on. Just a little bit. I don't want to have the... I always hated women that would come in you don't, to you my don't, place and then they would turn every light off. You I'm don't like, want to have sex by Braille? Well, that helps too. But uh, you know, for the people who are blind and need Braille, it's, it's the greatest thing ever. But I'm like talking that. about when you turn the lights. Why do you you don't turn everything? You're like Peter single... Sellers in uh, what's I'm gonna, I like to watch. Is I that don't you? remember the movie. The bottom line is 
Do you don't remember that movie? That's like one of the best lines ever. The outtakes where Peter Sellers, where where he's a, a mentally handicapped. Oh, I know what it was called. Uh, Being me or something like that. Or no, no, I, I know what it's called. It's so and I know fantastic. The movie you're and then about. Shirley MacLaine, and he keeps she keeps turning the light off, and he keeps turning it back on, and they go back, and then and then she's like, "What? What?" And he goes, "I like to watch." I hear you. Now, a lot of people checking in already, and we want to thank everybody joining us today on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. We're here every Monday to Friday. New people tuning in every day, so we got to welcome those people. And I went on with my boy Grego, the Grego Show, down in Dallas, Texas over the weekend, and promoted the show. Yeah. Said, hey, all my friends in Dallas, you know I love me some Dallas Cowboy fans in Texas. I don't love me the Dallas Cowboy fans in Philly, but whenever I go to Texas, all the times in Dallas, That's true. the people have been terrific to me. The Cowboy players have always been cool to me, knowing that it's just sports BS when we uh-huh. go back and forth. And you know, if if I win the HGTV uh, smart home this this Where is season, it? Is it in Texas? It's in Dallas, Texas. No! We'll be moving down there, I'll baby! I'll be moving down <laughs> the second they announce it. I will, be lo- I will just pack up. I'll leave everything here. I'll not, I won't take any... Well, we'll take the equipment because yeah. we could do shows yeah. from down there. Then we don't have to pay income tax. Sweet. Then I could be home on the range. I can get myself a nice little six-acre farm and have some horses. No, and, and we'll be living in the HGTV home. Oh, that's home. right. Is it, does it have ground? I don't want to have it's like a, a quarter bit of, acre. Yeah, no, it's a, little, I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, I think it's about maybe a quarter Is acre. there a big backyard? Is there room for big entertaining? Back- yes. Is there room for livestock? No. Because if I'm going to live I in Texas, so. I need to have a horse. Even though, you know, Robin's the horse lady. I'm just a horse's ass. But anyway, back to Dallas. So all the people that were listening in on Saturday when I was live uh-huh. outside of a Best Buy in South Philly. Yes, you were. Overlooking the SS United States, sitting there rusting away, sadly. One of the great tragedies in American history is that amazing ship. Yeah, if anybody goes, what is it, HBO? That it's the, the, no, 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 it's on, uh, it's on it Prime. Netflix? It's on Prime. Prime. But it's, a, the, the, uh, it's 10 years old. So there's a documentary yeah, about go, the yeah. United States. On Amazon Prime, watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, which I hope you do because then you can get uh, Twitch Prime and subscribe to our show for free. But um, go on to Amazon Prime and watch that video of the USS United States. Yes. It's amazing. No, it is. It's, it's, it's a little dated because it's, things have changed since then. Many of the people in the show are probably not even alive because it was shot. But it's, it's an amazing story yeah. about an amazing ship that is sitting here docked in Philadelphia, so rotting away, and there's not enough money to, to redo it because they can't turn it into another cruise ship because the modern-day yeah. cruise liners, what they people need to love do, nostalgia, but there's no way they can get it functioning as an no. actual cruise ship again. What they again. need to do is they need to make it into a convention-slash-hotel, floating hotel like they did for the Queen Mary. Exactly. It's, it should be a museum. It should, it's not going to float. It's not going to cruise again. Just to do the engine rooms. It was the fastest ship in the world. Yeah. It was be- It was bigger and faster than the Titanic. It had done so many great things. It could go faster in reverse. Than the Titan. Than well, the- especially if, unless it's hitting an iceberg. Then if it's yeah. going in reverse and hits an iceberg. Anyway, enough about that. But I want to welcome Snicker Fritz. Snickle Fritz. Snickle Fritz. Do they have those Sound in like Holland? I think they have those at Dutch restaurants. They have frites, but it's not not snickle frites. No. Anyway, he was one of the uh, great people listening on the Grego show from Saturday afternoon, and welcome snickle frites, and welcome Speaking everybody else. By the way, can I finish my thought first, Robin? 
I know we like to, because I'm the same way. I'm all over the place. But I want to thank and welcome new people. Oh, I don't want people not. to think this show is just about arguing and yelling at one another. <laughs> you mean, and interrupting. <laughs> and interrupting and going from one story to another without finishing it the story. It is about that, too. But Yes, it is. So anyway, all the love up. We'll get into the hurricanes. We'll get into uh, all the other important things. We have video. We have tape. We have audio. We have updates. Miss Robin today, because you've been so good over the weekend, and she really didn't need to spend any time watch, getting caught up on Game of Thrones in the final season. We've established that. <laughs> I still can't believe that. I still can't believe it. Watching a show from freaking Denmark about some promiscuous teacher who's kind of hot, and I'd bang her. Don't get me wrong. But... Really? Anyway, enough about that. Now, let's get back to the business. <laughs> Did you see Bruno's parking tickets? No. I'm trying to follow Tony's hands and I'm getting vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get back to my Twitch feed here now. I just lost it because I'm trying to pick it up so I can read the stream and, and you can participate. The great thing about this show, you can watch us on Twitch.tv live every day. You can watch it later if you're a subscriber. Uh-huh. You follow us and you can see us every day. But if you're a subscriber, you can see us 24-7 because we rerun yep. previous shows. So there's always something on. It's just it's Even just when you like have having, nothing on yourself. It's like having a live TV show, live radio show, and podcast and vlogcast all, all roll into one beautiful package. Exactly. And that's what people want. They want convenience. Oh, they and chat be- room, too. Don't forget the chat room. Yes. Love chat rooms. Remember those back in the A- the AOL days when they f- chat rooms first I never came went up? into chat rooms. No? I was more into face-to-face communications myself. <laughs> I don't need to be sitting. Now, on this show, the chat is active. So it's we're talking about stuff. You're yes. engaged. You ask questions. You question answers. You uh, respond to the dumb things we say, the stories that we give you. But I can't find my Twitch stream again now, Robin. Now, uh, I, I love how Snicklefreets and Trevor from the 203... On my screen, I don't think it's showing up anywhere, but the background is red. No, really? it's not it's not showing up on the regular screen is that. It's interesting. I don't I wonder how they're doing that. I don't know. There's always new technology, Robin. Always new technology. But I want to hear from people about Robin. Is she am I right in scolding her? I'm not throwing her out of the house. You're never <sighs> right. I'm in saying scolding. the lo- I'm looking for logic because I do a lot of things that are well, no, pretty much everything I do is logical. I try to use logic in every decision I make, but I don't get your obsession with Game of Thrones and then basically walking away uh, no. and not being glued to the TV at eight o'clock like we used to when there wasn't DVR when there when you had to watch the shows well, at eight o'clock it's on because Sunday night. There's DVR that I can do, but this. you didn't even DVR it. But it's on demand. I don't. And then ha- you had no interest all week to watch it's the previous episode. It's on HBO episode. demand, which is given to you without commercials. So why do I need to? I, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear. From you out there, because everybody's got an opinion on Game of Thrones, not just what happened, but it is without a doubt. Much like the Avengers movie over the weekend, the most anticipated movie, it made over a billion dollars in its first weekend, which I believe is a record. And as I pointed out over the weekend, joking around and people got mad at me, I want to thank the Avengers for saving the world when most of the actors portraying those great superheroes couldn't even change a flat tire on Hollywood Boulevard in real life. That's what's great about movies. It, is, it takes us away, like Calgon bath oil beads used to. Take me away, remember? Remember those commercials, Robin? Yes. 
take me away. You'd get in, gone, take me away. And you'd get into that, except we don't have a big enough bathtub to do that anymore, which is an outrage. It is an outrage. But you want to be taken away. So mm-hmm. I watch all those actors. I don't care what they do in their private lives. I don't care if Captain America is really a wimp in real life and is a metrosexual. I pretend that he's really Captain America. That he was out there beating the Nazis back in World well, War II. Well, Tony with Kate in Smith. North Carolina is agreeing with me, saying that Robin is probably like me. She likes to stockpile some epito- episodes and then binge. She's binging crap shows on Netflix. Again, I don't care if you like them. She can like anything she wants. But my point is, follow me along here logically. Game of Thrones. You wait two years. It comes back on. Everybody's excited. You know, each episode is one step closer to the end. There's not going to be another season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I believe they're working on a new sequel, though, where it's going to be the Avengers and the Game of Thrones cast meeting up, and they will film a thing called... Stark Family Reunion. Stark Family Reunion. Thank you, Robin. You caught that one. You got the Stark family on Game of Thrones. You got Tony Stark in the Avengers. And wouldn't it be a perfect mashup? to bring those two franchises together, Robin? Amazing. Because you know when they say, this is the last film, and then, oh, there's not going to be any more Avengers movies. There's going to be more Avengers movies. You know why? Because this movie's going to make $2 billion, and they're going to sit around in Hollywood and saying, what are we, assholes? We just made $2 billion. Are we going to say that's the end? That's like Chucky. They just brought another Chucky movie out, bombed at the box office, because somehow they think the, uh, the first five Chucky movies weren't enough. So let's bring. They did Pet Cemetery again, the original Stephen King Miller. That was out for a weekend. You can now get it on DVD at Redbox. Well, here's why they're going to be able to bring Avengers back. Because, because it's making a no, lot of money. That because, means people want it. Because all of those movies, the timelines are fluid. They they can go. They can they can rewrite. It, it'd be like that Dallas when when the Ewing Patrick Ewing came. It's back. all a dream. Yes. You know, they, 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 it just depends. They can change the timeline. <laughs> or somebody in another movie can go back in time and make time change in the future, and then all of a sudden, whoever died in this movie is going to be able to come back. You know, John Snow like, came. Didn't he die and yeah, come back? exactly. And then I heard See? that he was, like getting, he was getting ripped all over Twitter last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for being a wuss. Apparently, he wimped out. I don't want to be a spoiler here, but let me, let's be honest. If you don't know what happened in Game of Thrones on Sunday night, by Monday afternoon, you really don't give a shit, do you? Because it's not like you can avoid it. Here's the best part is people go on Twitter and then complain that people are putting spoilers up there. They're watching the show and they're tweeting about it at the same time and then they're complaining that they're on Twitter seeing well, here's, And here's the other thing. So I, my entire life, I have watched shows where I've read the book first. I've already, I for the most part, all of these stories, I've read the books. You read that there was Game of Thrones books? God, where have you been? Well, all the bookstores have closed, so, so I, and I don't go to the library I've, anymore. So, I, I mean, even though the story doesn't completely follow the book anyway. It's like any story, any, any book and but movie. But even when they it's do. It's like The Walking Dead's not yeah. even, it's, it, it basically follows the, the, the graphic novels. But people complain when it's not right. like the book. But what? But my point is, is that because I'm so used to watching movies where I already pretty much know the storyline, even if it's somewhat loosely based on it, it doesn't bother me. I can still suspend belief inside my. I I can do that. I do that every single day where I suspend belief inside my. I live in my own little world, and I'm happy there. Dean says I'm still trying to figure out why Robin likes you. Thank you, <laughs> Dean. Thank you. 
Again, I bl- I live in my own little world, Dean, and I'm happy here. <laughs> now Luigi's back. He's working today, and he's also in- engaged and-, and involved in the stream chat on uh-huh. our Twitch page. I know people are giving him love. He went to Cleveland over the weekend. Cleveland he- rocks. He went, Cleveland and-, and the rocks. first guy he saw when he walked in was LeBron James, and says, "Luigi, have you ever been to Ohio before, Cleveland?" It's about damn time. Yes. Well, there's actually he told me that there are actually no signs of LeBron anymore in Cleveland. Remember they got him, they put up the billboards, then he almost won a championship and then left and went to L.A. and they burned everything. Then he came back and won a championship and he was the king of the city again. Then he left and went to L.A. Actually, he didn't go to – he went to Miami first and then he came back and went to Cleveland and won a championship. That's where he said – It's about damn time. Then he goes out to L.A. and basically wastes a year of his life as he's getting older each year. And now in Cleveland, all signs of LeBron have now disappeared. He's not even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's an outrage. Total. So Luigi was there. He went to Canton. He went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he went to Jack's Casino. I didn't even know there was a Jack's Casino. You know what the sign says right outside? There's a big sign. It's flashing, and it says, That's the fact, Jack! Exactly. And Luigi did a great job over the weekend. He had a bunch of his – it's the annual sausage fest that Luigi yes, puts yes. together. Which I think it's like 16 years that they've been doing this. Yes. It's kind of cool. Remember a couple of years ago they rented the big RV? Yep. And they went down to uh, Nashville. Correct. Not for the draft, which we'll get to. But he went to Nashville with his – oh, no, they went down – yeah, and then they went to the Jack Daniels distillery yep. down in Tennessee. So they did a little Tennessee road trip. I love doing that stuff. And I'm not ripping people traveling. But usually when I'm traveling, it's not with a bunch of dudes. All right? You gotta, you gotta have some female interaction. I'm not hanging out with a bunch of dudes in a well, stinking army. Well, that doesn't RV. mean that there's no female interaction once they get there. They just, they're not bringing sand to the beach. I've seen these guys. Most of these guys couldn't bring sand to a sandbox, let alone a beach. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what they do. So this year they decided to go to Cleveland, and they have a bowling tournament. And I don't want to say these guys are strappers, as I like to describe some men. Strappers. Uh huh. They actually have like a championship ring. I know. For it's a bowling very, tournament. It's very cool. Involving six guys. They have a trophy. Yes. Now, it's a joke of a trophy, but it, I mean, it's spoofing themselves. So they're having fun doing yes. it. But they actually have a ring made for the champion of a bowling tournament. And I hate to do it to these guys because they're pretty decent guys, the ones I've met. And I love Tennessee. I've been, I've been all over Tennessee. I have Great not. Smoky Mountains. I've been all over Tennessee. I'm a rocky top kind of guy. You've been like, I've been everywhere. No, I, I, I love to travel. So they, they drove to Cleveland, and it was after the draft show on Thursday night. Luigi, at 3 a.m., they jumped in a car, and they drove all the way to Canton, Ohio, Cleveland, yep. and did Cleveland for the weekend. And that's awesome. That's the way you see America and learn other things. I want to do it. I want to I want to get an RV and just travel all over, stop in different places, say hi to the fans. I agree. We could do our show, you know, now because of internet's everywhere. I know. Everywhere. In fact, some places that aren't as populated as Philly have better internet than Philly does or other major cities. I know. My son, I was talking to AJ down in the, in the boondocks of Maryland. Mm-hmm. He says they're putting up 5G towers right near him. Dude. And you know why they're putting up 5G, 5G towers down there and not here in Philadelphia? Well, it's closer to D.C. Exactly. Duh. Hello. You think they're putting it up for rural people without packers in their backyards in Maryland? Hell no. You think they're doing it so the chicken farmers can get better access to 
the sky on the satellites. Or the squirrel rears. Damn right. By the way, we have the squirrel cam active today. We do, but they're sleeping right now. They're sleeping. Miss Robin spends more time with the squirrels now. See, they're sleeping. They're underneath right now. They're underneath the uh, one of the towels. They've thrown in the towel. Even they wanted to watch Game of Thrones last night, but Robin said, no, I got to stick a little bottle in your mouth and I got to watch some stupid Netflix show called Rita. I I just don't get it, Robin. I've been with you 10 years. I just don't get it. You will never. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just telling you now. You will never understand me. That's Bob from Valley Forge checks in. I saw sand in Atlantic City over the weekend also. It was blowing around in gale force winds. Felt like I was being sandblasted. Yeah, it was windy out there over the weekend. Yeah, it man. was. I went out there and got some of the blemishes off my face with the sand. You know when you sandblast yes, it? Yes, yes. Uh, Pop, Greg Popovich looks like he could use a good sandblasting after the uh, San Antonio Spurs. So let me get down to the sports business, though. Because we got a lot of stuff. Before we get to the sports business, this is I just want to remind everybody that if you're tuning in, um, please... Go on to your social media and share the show. Make sure you put in the link so that other people can find us because still a lot of people do not know that we are on Twitch TV. The best thing with Twitch does, for example, when I tweet out, all I write is twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. Uh And then it automatically populates that tweet with all the information underneath so you don't have to explain it. Correct. And so that's the best part because when I put, hey, today coming up, this, 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 and this... Automatically at the bottom, you'll see the Twitch TV and it tells you how to go, where to go. Just download the Twitch app on all your devices, your phone, your laptop, your, co- your computer, your desktop, your iPad, your uh, ear, nose, impor- and throat pad. The most important one is the Twitch app on your phone, yeah. though, because it, you can take it with you everywhere and that's where you will get reminded. You'll get the notifications whenever we go live, whenever we have a special event, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You'll get the notification that just pops up in your um, text messages, I believe it is. So it's very, very handy. And if you're in the car and you can't watch us live, you can listen to the audio only. So make sure whatever you do at the very, very least, make sure you follow the show. And then if you have an Amazon Prime account, um, you can link your Twitch account to it and get the Twitch Prime uh, subscription to Bruno Nation Live for free. Absolutely free. Luigi checks in on the uh, Twitch stream chat. It says, he says, Robin spends more time with their nuts than mine. Although we have breaking news on the genderfication situation now. Yes. We have been identifying them initially as a boy and a girl. Well, that was because when, when Jack first... Uh, was holding them, he identified one as a boy and a girl, but yeah, he was wrong. And, and unfortunately, these squirrels are still too young to self-identify. Yes. So humans still have to... We don't have to do that with our kids anymore. Now we want our kids to determine what gender they are. Like uh, two days after they're born, we leave yes. it upon them to tell us whether they want to be a, man, a boy or girl. But that's another story. So at first we thought, boy, girl. And now it's- And then we thought... Boy, girl, and then as Robin's manipulating their genitalia to get them to pee-pee because they're too young to know how to... How can they be too young to know how to pee-pee? It's, it's not that they're too young. It's just that it needs some kind of um, stimulation. stimulation. Well, who doesn't? I don't need stimulation to pee-pee. That happens all on its own. <laughs> I need stimulation for yes. other things to happen. A lot of animals, though, have that. Uh, cats, dogs, uh, where the, um, the infants don't 
eliminate on their own. And it's just a, it's a protection thing so that they don't eliminate while their parents aren't around. Oh, unlike human beings on the streets yes. of every major city in America who have the urge and they urinate and defecate anywhere they want. How come animals are better at, uh, at doing things? Like animals just don't go pee on your front step. They don't poop right in front of your store. It depends if the dog is and there's no grass yeah. and some idiots walking their dog and the dog poops. But the dogs are always looking for trees, right? Unless they have no other place to go. Right. But people who are responsible pet owners, they're bringing their dogs for walks. They go over to grassy area and they have the little bag. Human beings, I guess, can't get bags when they decide to poop on the street because they can't make it to a free bathroom. We need more Starbucks. I think of San Francisco because it's the most notable place right now right. where they have poop zones and they have maps oh, and, and apps awful. to have people go and clean. And it's sad because you know how much I love I and you love San Francisco. You we spend a lot of time there. Your mom it's lives there. Very, very well, not in San No, but I mean, that's the Bay the area. area. No, it's, it's a horrible situation. It's like people who say they, you know, people who live in Jersey say they're from the Philly area. Yeah. So your mom's basically from San Francisco. Correct. But anyway, let's get back to uh, the Twitch. So make sure that you have very least have followed. Right. Follow um, us. And it then, doesn't cost you anything. And if you do want to subscribe to get all the additional stuff, again, you can do it through free if you have an Amazon Prime account or you can pay the $4.99 and follow us. And that actually, um, half of that subscription, those subscription dollars go towards us yes. to help us pay for the show. That's our salary. So and by the way, in the first three weeks, the money that we've made on this show has already been spent on upgrading equipment. <laughs> so we're like R&D, yep. research, research and development. Yep. We're not, you know, that this show, every, every dime we make, and as we grow the show, we're going to do everything in our power to go out and make it better, stronger, fitter. Because a lot of companies, they open up and then it's like, ah, screw it. Uh, we're just going to do it and wait till we make some money. No. We are all in on this show, Robin. There all are, in. There are four. How many, Tony? How many? How many? Four. Four ways that you can um, help this show. One is download the app and follow. Two is subscribe to the show. Three is to um, give us bits throughout the show. Cheer Like uh, Tony in North Carolina gave us 100 bits today. And, and explain what a bit is because it's not a comedy bit. He is at the top bit. of the leaderboard right now for bits and bits and bits and bits. Now, bits are your way to contribute. Tip. It's a tip. It's a tip. But, it's you know, it's, your... it's, but you can get tips in many ways. Well, yeah, but... Right I'm, now, you can just contribute. Right, and you can contribute in whatever you feel like uh, tipping, and Collins21 just gave us 50, so thank you so much. And, and that's just, 50 cents. Fifty. Each penny is a bit. Right. So it's like a tip jar. It's like you're in a bar, the piano player plays your request, and then you go over and you slip him a little something. Yeah. Not you a know, Mickey. And, I, and think of it this way. It's like buying us a drink. How much you ain't getting a drink for fifty cents, even in Vegas on off the strip at two in the morning. But see how economical we are? <laughs> exactly. But if you want to buy us, you know, a fancy drink, well instead I, of like a well drink, if you want to give us some good hard liquor that's like a really good brand, you know, give us a little bit more. Say you were Alexandria Ocasio Cortez in your bar before becoming a congresswoman. Uh huh. What would you tip her, for example, if you saw her, she made you a nice drink? I mean, a drink now is like $13 in most like high-end bars. I know. You can't get a drink for less than 10 bucks anywhere. In the, in the casino we, now, when they give you drinks where you don't have to pay, 
They bring you out like shot glasses with the drink <laughs> in it, and then you still have to give the but person at least a dollar or two dollars. Next time we go, I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy you. Well, buy us a drink here. Exactly. Voila. And then the fourth and final way that you can um, show your love is we have an Amazon wish list on our homepage on the twitch.tv app. And if there's anything in there that while you're shopping for yourself on Amazon, you just want to throw something in, we would be much appreciated. And uh, we are using the chairs that Noah gave us every single day. They're exactly. fantastic. That's where the uh, right the now squirrels are the sitting. squirrels are resting on it. Um, they're they're the most awesome folding chairs, and they're perfect height for our studio in here. So it's now awesome. you know what one of the hashtags is today. What is that? It's hashtag not today. That's not what women usually <laughs> say at night. I have a headache. Not today. I have a not. not you know today. what not today means? You wouldn't know that because you didn't watch Game of Thrones last night. Not no, today. Is what Arya said. At Let Arya Stark be your motivator this work week. Hashtag not today. I have no idea what that means, and but I, I like it. I don't either. I suspect I do, but I'm, I won't find out until I actually have a chance to watch it. So now how are you going to get, when are you going to have these spare two hours to two and a half hours now to catch up on the last two episodes? I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I because am. I'm not one of those. I'm going to watch the episodes, even though I've never watched a single episode of the season, because I want to see the nudity in week two, uh-huh. and then the bloodbath in week three. I just realized it's sort of going to get me ready for John Wick three, because it's all about violence for me. It's all about sex and violence now. That's what it's all about. <laughs> it's all about for me. I just realized something that's really. Ha- I put I put the camera at a new angle on me. Um, no, the big one, the uh, big wide camera uh, angle. Where, yeah, is it good? Um, I mean, I see, it's still a work in process, but there is something really, really handy. I can do, I should come down here whenever I need to do anything complicated with my hairstyle because I can see the back of my hair. Oh, really? You like yeah. that? Well, no, it means that I can actually do my hair and actually see what I'm doing because normally you can't. Oh, good for you. Well, anyway, Bob from Valley Port says, if I buy a woman a drink, she better at least let me play just the tip for just, <laughs> just the tip for just a second. <laughs> And Luigi's already bailed on the show to go get lunch. The bastard. And not today, Satan, is another one. That should be the hashtag. That's a good one, Trevor. Yes. Not today, Satan. What was that from? I don't know. It's some like, evangelist, what they yell over the weekend when they're trying to get money. They're trying to get tips from you. Like the Pope, by the way. My hashtag is not my Pope. I have now disowned the Pope. I used to like this Pope. Not anymore. Can we impeach the Pope? I'd like him impeached, by the way. Not my Pope. Yeah, we need... We you need see to... what he's doing? And it's not even his money. I know. He just donated a half a million dollars. And again... I think it was, I, it was I think, more than half a million. No, it was a half. Oh. First, I heard a million. A half a million dollars to help people trying to get into the country illegally get in. And it's real nice of him, and he's getting a lot of credit. Guess oh. what? It's not his money. Well, not it's only that... It's the same money that he's giving to pay off all of these pedophile priest cases... And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of it. Let's get that out well, of the way. Well, here's, here's another point. It's not his money trying to get, get those people in here, and it's not the money once they are in here with all the social services. Exactly. So he's and like, again, I'm not getting involved in whether they're refugees or whether they just – I get all that. I, people want to come here. It's the greatest place on earth. I don't blame them. They want to come here. But the Pope now playing God. He's the Pope. He's not God. Because God gave everything away for free. The Pope's giving everything away for free. But it's not his money. I mean, if the Pope was turning wa- water into wine, this modern day era, I'd say, good job, Pope. Italians have good wine. 
Why should I pay all that money for a Barolo, which is really one of the most overpriced wines in the world? Have you had a Barbara or a Barolo? You know, they're the two big Italian wines, right? It's like $60 a bottle for the cheapest crap you can get. And I love Italian wines and French wines and wines from all over the world. Actually, you're not very discriminating as far as wines are concerned. Yes, I, mean, I you, am. Yes, I But regions. You think I'm going to go buy a gallon of Gallo? No, no, no. I, I should rephrase. Not all Italian only, wines are good, by I the way. I know. But not all French wines are good. Not all Pennsylvania wines are good or New Jersey wines. But I know the fine wines. Yes, you right? do. So to suggest that I am not discriminating when it comes to wine, I buy affordable wine. I don't have to buy a $250 my, yes. bottle of wine to enjoy it. I can enjoy a good $12 bottle and recommend it as opposed to being ripped off for $70 for a bottle that to most people who aren't, that don't have the palates, that don't have the extensive wine knowledge that I've gathered over six decades. When I was drinking wine as a young man, when my dad would have wine on the dinner table every night. Do you have some kind of a notification No, thing? that's the stupid computer. Oh. That's your computer here. Because you still have the notifications on. I don't know. I just need to turn the sound on. There we go. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the business. Is there anything? I, the Pope? That's right. The Pope should take down the wall at the Vatican. Don't say that too loud because this pro probably would do that. No, he wouldn't. By the way, the only way I'll buy one if it's a Franzia box. Not a Kevin Franzia. Now, there's nothing wrong the with box, boxed wine. Boxed wine can actually be quite good. And it's a very good way to store it if you're planning on not drinking. Not Dean, by the way, who thinks he's some sommelier down there. Dean likes fine wines too, but now all of a sudden, because he went to the uh, he went out to Napa Valley, he thinks he's like a sommelier. He thinks he's like a wine connoisseur. Well, he's a connoisseur, but there are good mid-price fifteen-dollar bottle wines out there. That is correct. Don't give me that. There's arsenic. Yeah, there's arsenic in crappy bottles of wine. There's also arsenic and apples. And there's arsenic and 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 late and black lace. What was the what was the uh, show called? Arsenic and lace. Arsenic and lace. I had some of that the other night. Anyway, enough of that crap. Let's get down to the business. We had so much happen over the weekend. The NFL draft, and I'm I'm trying to get him on the show because I DM'd him and then he tweeted me yesterday. I know he's probably really busy doing the rounds yeah. right now, but the great Pat McAfee, the NFL draft all weekend, and by the way, people in Philly are going to be pissed. Because remember when the draft was here, you and I were there with uh-huh, Luigi. We uh-huh. did the show from the Art Museum steps. And whenever you're from a city and you host something nationally and the whole world sees it, when the, when the Pope was here, you know, you feel proud of your city. Right. And what was everybody saying after that draft here in Philly? Philly should get it every year. We did the greatest job of all time with the NFL draft. The backdrop was beautiful. The Art Museum, the Rocky Steps, the stupid Rocky statue. Spectacular view. An amazing turnout. You know how many people turned out in Philly for the draft that year, a couple of years ago? How many? 250,000, right? Which is a lot of people. Yeah. We have breaking news. And people will be very, very angry here in Philly. You know how many people Nashville, Tennessee drew over the weekend for how the many? NFL draft? 600,000 people Woo! is the estimated crowd over three days. That is uh, two, that's, that's almost... Three times the crowd that was in Philadelphia. Now, I'm not knocking my own city. We did a great job here. We, the people who put it together, we were working. And so then the people are always proud, of, but they're overproud here. When we do something well, oh, nobody else should get the draft. Look at what we did. Nobody could do it better. And then Nashville, of all places, well, there was a lot of, ba- they counted the bachelorette parties that were going on at the same time. So I don't know if that skews the numbers. 
because well, Nashville, were, Tennessee is the bachelorette party it capital. Year? It was in Dallas. And Dallas, because they did it outside of the stadium, didn't have the the capacity to have 600,000 people sitting by. Right, how many would you... I don't remember what the numbers are, Ron. What would I look like? Uh, well, I'm just the saying, Elias I Sports wanna, Bureau? I want to see I spent by 12 comparison. hours working on the show My that's three hours. My point was that here, in, when it was in Philly, it was the first time it was like the big NFL exactly. experience. And so not a lot of people realized no, how fantastic did, it was No, they did, Robin. Everybody be. was saying it was the greatest thing ever. But before, when people were planning on coming, they didn't realize how fantastic it was going to be until Correct. afterwards. So my point was, was it has it gotten bigger every single year? I don't know what the Dallas capacity was. Because they didn't do it on a city street. They did it out in the parking lot of the Dallas Stadium in Arlington. So I'm sure there were a couple hundred thousand people. The point isn't that. The point is that the NFL knows how to market. And the point is that when we do something in Philly, it's the greatest thing ever. And it was great. It was great for the city. It was a lot of fun to be there, work there. But now Nashville had the biggest crowd of all time, and next year it's in Vegas, and we'll see what they do. Oh, they're going to be. I don't know about that. You have a choice. You're going to hang around at the NFL draft if you're in Vegas. Say you don't live there. You're going to Vegas for a a four-day weekend. Are you going to sit around to watch the NFL draft, or are you going to be inside your hotel, the pool, in the casinos? Not everybody who goes to Vegas for three days, unless you've been there a million times, is just going to hang around standing and watching people get up and say shit on a microphone and drafts. So I don't know. Maybe they will. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying Vegas is a whole different animal. Remember, they don't have they didn't have an they don't even have an NFL franchise yet. The franchise is going to be there once the Raiders move into their new facility. Now do you have the Dallas update? I do. Um so in Dallas, the NFL draft experience over the entire three days got two hundred thousand people. So, so it was a little bit less than Philadelphia. Exactly. And again, you know, this is you know who's who's got a bigger who's got bigger breasts. Or who's got a bigger dong? Point is, I'm giving Nashville credit. I'm not denouncing Philly. I'm just saying we thought, oh, they should have it here every year. But they don't want to do that. They want to mix it up. They yes. want this to be a traveling extravaganza. I like it. I like and it's that. smart. It's it what is. the NCAA does with the championships, you know, the Super Bowls in different cities every year. And so, Nashville, good job. It's a shame the Predators lost. But great job by the crowd and the television rating, 6.1 million average over the three days. That, too, was the highest rating over a three-day weekend. So I'll give them credit down there. Next year, Las Vegas, the draft is over. And unlike other drafts, the quarterback situation, there were some good quarterbacks taken, but I wouldn't say it was called a scintillating quarterback draft. Ten quarterbacks were taken through six rounds. Obviously, we know Kyler Murray was number one, and the, the Giants took the kid from Duke. Daniel Jones with the sixth pick. So there were three quarterbacks in the first round. There was one quarterback in the second round, Drew Locke from Missouri, who went to Denver with the 10th pick in the second round. One quarterback won in the third round. Will Greer of West Virginia went to Carolina. In the fourth round, there were two quarterbacks. In the fifth round, there were two quarterbacks. Number 28 pick is my favorite name of all the quarterbacks. Easton Stick. Easton Stick, Robin. Have you ever heard of him? No. From North Dakota State. It sounds like a... You know what he was named? I, I know what his parents were thinking when they named him. Easton. Oh, they were thinking like a hockey stick kind no. of thing. No. Well, Easton could be a hockey stick because they... Yeah. Easton baseballs, uh, aluminum bats are made by Easton. But the so hockey maybe, stick yeah. could be a hockey stick. He may have been named after a hockey stick. Easton Stick. North Dakota State was taken in the fifth round. And then the Eagles took another guy 
who has a name that doesn't sound like a quarterback name, Clayton Thorson. He sounds like a, somebody in the Stark family on Game of Thrones. Clayton Thorson, Robin, quarterback out of Northwestern. So you know he's smart because Northwestern's a good school. Just ask Mike Greenberg or anybody else who thinks Northwestern is the greatest school of all time. Let me just tell you right now, it ain't. The Eagles took him. When you hear the name Clayton Thorson, what do you think of, Robin? I think of Clayton Thorson III. I don't know. He may, he may be a junior. Now, you can't call know. him. Even to say he's the second, you wouldn't put junior on a name like Clayton Thorson. No, you, you would, would put, call him Junior in private. No, you, know, you would never friends. call him Junior. Yes. You would have the second. Because you look in the NFL, when guys are the second, they don't call themselves, they call the second. No, but like his friends would call him Junior. Like like he would be Buffy or, or oh, Junior. I don't think, no, that's not the cool way to say it anymore, Robin. <laughs> You're so out of touch with reality. Like my son, AJ, yes. Anthony Joseph Bruno, he's a Junior. Right. But I don't call him Junior. No. Nobody calls him Junior. He's the second. Correct. And so that's the new thing now. Nobody we'll call says him Jr. Even well, Vlad Guerrero's son is now Vlad Guerrero Junior. You uh-huh. notice he doesn't call him Vlad Glad. And then of course, George uh, George Foreman has like seven kids named George, George, and they're all just George. One, two, three, four, five, six, it's seven. So nuts! I it's don't great. even get that. It's great. All right. So enough about that. But my favorite moment of the draft. And it's one of my favorite players. And this guy, people were saying, he should be on Monday Night Football. You know who I'm talking about, Robin. Because, you know, athletes go up there the last couple of years. Remember you had the Eagles and the Cowboy guys goofing off with each other, talking crap about the other teams. Here in Philly, one of the Cowboys, I think it was Drew Pearson, got up and dissed Philly and dissed the Eagles, remember? And then they went on and win the Super Bowl the next year. And then when the Eagles were making the pick in Dallas – they were dissing the Cowboys. It's just all good-natured fun so that people don't fall asleep waiting between picks. Luckily, there's alcohol. That's the one advantage that they had in, um, down in, in Nashville. Because Philly, they weren't serving alcohol in the parkway, I don't think. I think beer. Yeah, but because beer. the street with Nashville, there's all bars there. Yeah. So people were drinking. Instead of getting bored, they were drinking and watching the draft. So anyway, so all the draft picks, all these guys get up. Some touching moments, you know, the kid with Braille making a pick. That was awesome. Military members making the pick. Those are all nice touches. Instead of just the commissioner walking up there and making the picks all. Even in the first round, he used to make all the first round selections. Mm -hmm. And then they would boo him each time, which they continue. That's a tradition that will never go away until Roger Goodell goes away. But then they had people coming up, kids. You know, kids with the from the Make a Wish Foundation. I have a question. Did they boo the commissioner before Goodell? Uh, no, it, this it started. It's just they with, would they booed the commissioner, but it's now a tradition. It doesn't matter where the draft is, where he is. It's like the NHL commissioner. Everywhere he goes, Gary uh, Gary Bettman, when he brings out hoist the Stanley Cup with the team, they boo him. So the two commissioners, it's funny. Gary Bettman of the NHL gets booed everywhere he goes, and Roger Goodell of the NFL gets booed whenever he's in public. It's like that's what we do here. Is anybody criticizing now? It's it's now so it's now so anticipated that if he doesn't get booed, that'll be a story. If Roger Goodell goes to Vegas next year at the draft and doesn't get booed, peep, that will be a big big deal. So anyway, back to the draft. My favorite moment, Robin, 
And I've been following this guy. He actually was following me on Twitter, and I wasn't even aware. I of know, it. and I can't believe that you didn't ask him to come on the show when before when he actually replied to you right away. I know because I gave him major he's love. Really busy because and- because uh, the site called the Checkdown, uh, they show a lot. They post a lot of highlights, and so I was watching this anyway on the NFL Network uh, version, and I'm watching Rich Eisen and everybody, and they knew that Pat McAfee the former punter of the Indianapolis Colts, was going to do something a little bizarre because he's a fun guy. He was on Barstool Sports. After he retired, people in every city know there's that one athlete in the locker room that you know you can go to for a juicy quote. You know, Mike Golick was that guy when uh-huh. he was with the Eagles, and then he went on and having an unbelievable Hall of Fame career as a broadcaster. In every city, there's always that one athlete in any sport that you go to to get a good quote. Pat McAfee, with, as good as Peyton Manning was, and he was a good interview and obviously as a superstar off the field as well. But Pat McAfee's a punter. Yeah. And you don't expect, like with the Eagles, like John Dornbos, he was the long snapper for the Eagles, right? But he was a great personality, had a magic career, and now is a star. Now that his football career is over, he's doing magic. He's on all these game shows. He's on TV shows. He has his own traveling show. But Pat McAfee, a little bit different than John Dornbos and many of the other locker room fun guys. He got to go up there on the stage out in Nashville and represent the Circle City, Naptown, the Indianapolis Colts, with, with, with not just one of the greatest NFL Draft Day appearances ever, the greatest NFL Draft Day breakdown. Let's go to the tape. Please welcome from oh, West McAfee. Virginia University, oh, 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 2014 out. Colts Man of the Year and two-time Pro Bowler. We have a seven-second delay. He's Man of America, not Man of the Year. He's Man Hello, of America. Hello, Nashville. I'm not going to say a single word about the Tennessee Titans record against Uh-oh. the Indianapolis oh, Colts boy. because I was a punter, and there's no reason for me to talk about that. <laughs> With that being said. We did not punt much against the Tennessee Titans, so you probably have no clue who I am to begin. (laughs) Two years ago, when I retired from the Colts, I retired alongside two greats, Robert Mathis and Joe Wrights. A couple months later, I watched the draft. Robert Mathis announced the pick, Joe Wrights announced the pick, and then an orangutan announced the fourth round draft pick. I was replaced by a zoo animal. I was not upset about it because the orangutan was terrible at his job. With that being said, the Indianapolis Colts are the hottest team, not only in the AFC South, but the entire NFL. A young nucleus surrounding the Stanford nerd, Andrew Luck. Two old pros were drafted last year, 10 this year. And with the 89th pick of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts, Jim Irsay, and Chris Ballard select future Hall of Famer, linebacker from Stanford, Bobby Okariki. Okariki. Pat McAfee, everybody. (laughs) I mean, that's 10 out of 10 right there. Fake Dungey loves it. <laughs> so I direct my DM. Uh, I slid into his DMs, Pat McAfee. After that, and I gave him major, major love. I didn't even ask him to come on the show like a dope, and I showed up because he has his own show. He's got his own podcast. The guy's huge. 
And then he got back to me yesterday in the middle of the night. And I, I tweeted again when I watched it again because I couldn't stop not watching that. No, I couldn't stop watching it. I not, know. Not watching I think it. I watched it like three or four times myself. I just, every time I so felt, funny. every time I had that momentary lapse into reality, I said, man, you know, it was raining, well, the weather sucks. I would pop on Pat McAfee with that. That was flawless. I know. I know my flawless. favorite. We did not punt that much. <laughs> no, we so never he, punted. We, well, no, he didn't say we didn't punt that much, so you probably don't know who the hell I am. <laughs> Oh, that should awesome. be that tape should automatically be taken to the Pro Football yes. Hall of Fame in Canton, and it should so be played. Good. You know, because Luigi went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and he said, you know, I wasn't he was not bored, but there's not a lot of interactive stuff. I mean, yeah. you got the jerseys and the, and the busts and all the other stuff. Actually, we saw the better bust. We didn't go to Canton this year, no, but we went to the Grammy Museum. Correct, and they had an entire floor of the best bust of all time, Dolly Parton, for God's I know. sake. You can't get a better bust than that, can and you? I, and I, I took, did I take picture or video? Of me kissing Dolly Parton? No, 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 no. Remember where you This did... is before Joe Biden, so I'm okay, and I'm not running for president. I actually did something, took a photograph. So, Robin took a photograph of me because there's on the wall. I'm going to have to see if I can find it. On the wall, they had like one of those uh, big head type stickers. Yeah, but it was actually on the wall. Yeah. So it wasn't movable. It wasn't like you could stand next I'm, to it and I'm put saying. your arm. It was, but it was stuck to the wall. Right. It was like a big head sticker that was on the wall. And the way they did it was genius because anybody could stand next to her and it would look like her as opposed to the cardboard cutouts. Right. You know, you put your arm around and the thing falls down. Right. So they had it positioned perfectly. If you stood in the right spot, you would actually look like you were standing Next to her, correct. Because the Grammy Museum does it right. I'll have to find it. I'll, I'll I'll go. I will effort to look through. And but what was really great is that she's standing slightly at an angle. So if you you could stand next to her and it looked like she was standing right next to you, right. or you could face her, you know, whatever. Well, Tony decided to do something special, mm-hmm. and considering that there were, well, I forget what had just gone on that weekend. There was some Me Too movement type, uh, big blow up. I forget what it was. And um, we showed the photograph to a couple of people, and they're like, oh, you know, you might not want to post see, that right I, now. I see what I did. <laughs> I, I ex- knowing how Twitter is an absolute vast wasteland of nincompoops, uh, people who are looking for ways to destroy people's lives over tweets, mm-hmm. idiot- idiotic uh, media people on there who think that anybody cares what their position is on politics, and then people like me and you. And you and you and you out there, where we just use it for what it's meant to be. Sheer entertainment, sarcasm, humor, an occasional cheap shot when necessary. Replying to people who disrespect you with respect, and that puts them in their place. But it's just a playground for me. It's a diversion from life. It's not my life, because I'm not about that life. You know what I'm saying? But Pat McAfee, that is the greatest, greatest and I defy anyone. So and you go into the Call of Fame in Canton, and they're building an extension. So everybody wants to be see interactive stuff. When they build museums now, the only way you're going to get kids in there, how do you get kids into a museum to pay attention, Robin? Have some kind of interactive Yeah, you got to have things that move. you got to yeah. push, push buttons and stuff. Kids aren't going to go into the museum and look at or the art museum and go and then look and say, oh, go guy. Yes, but that's not really as good. You know, you want to learn about the artists. You want to learn about sculptors. Unless you're in Philadelphia, all you want to do is turn the statues down because they're all racist. That's easy. You want to learn about everything you go into. But now, like Pat, Pat Croce, the pirate museum he had, 
down in Key West, and then he moved it to St. Augustine. Right. He had Disney Imagineers. He hired Disney Imagineers to turn his pirate museum, which has all these treasures from all the different dive sites. And I mean, Pat has some amazing collectible pirate stuff that's legit. And, and worth millions of dollars, oh, yeah. I mean, by this the is, way. So instead of it just being, you know, pictures of pirates and scarves and uh, the Jolly Roger flying in the room, he's got interactive stuff where you push a button and the cannons go off. Yeah, you had fun with that. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like to see it shoot off a couple of rounds every once in a while? But that's what people want. We live in an, in, in an era where people have the attention span of a gnat. So museums have to have stuff that moves, that shakes, that does stuff, right? You want to see. You don't want to just stand around and walk and look at statues or busts of heads that don't look anything like the player they're supposed to be. So that's why you got to put the Pat McAfee. Now, there is a theater in uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where they do a compilation of the greatest musicians and greatest uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. Right. And you go into these theaters, like they have it in the in the, mom, in the, uh, in the Grammy Museum, where we had the award shows and all the uh, panel discussions at the Barrett Sports Media Conference back in February. The sound system in there is incredible. It's impeccable. Imagine having a Grammy Museum based on music and having a sucky sound system. They don't. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a great sound system. And then now the Pro Football Hall of Fame and any other new museum that's being built, it's got to be done so that people can see, hear, feel, and touch things, not just look at stuff and say, ah, that's boring and walk by. How many times have you been in a museum and you see people just like walk by with no interest right. in well, trying to find that out who that person was, what they did? It's got to be, you got to hit them right in the face. By the way, I found the photograph, Tony. Now, what we did, because discretion is the better part of valor, whatever that means, is that we took the picture, and instead of me just taking the typical picture standing next to Dolly Parton, an icon, I decided to go a little more well, and, adult, but and, not, not disrespectful. And let me, let me preface this by saying I was the one that suggested this photograph. Yes. I was the one that set it up and told Tony exactly what to do. So technically, Tony, you were only... Doing as told, which exactly. is a good job out of you. I'm, you that know, doesn't happen very often. <laughs> I'm subservient to Miss Robin. <laughs> so, so she had the idea. Hey, why don't you get over there and take a picture? Well, here I will let everybody see it next right now. to next to Dolly Parton. And so, do I want to be? I want to be like Pat McAfee at the NFL draft. I don't want to be like some radio program director who's afraid that he'll get fired if he takes a picture next to Dolly Parton. That's somewhat risque or maybe inappropriate I mean, for some look, people. Look at the way she's standing. Like, how can you not? Exactly. It's a perfect picture. For those who can't see it on Twitch, I have a beautiful uh, gray jacket, by the way, a little shiny. Yep. So instead of standing next to part Do Dolly, I'm like leaning over and pretending. I'm not smelling her hair. I'm not grabbing not her boobs. Anywhere. I'm not grabbing her by the pee pee. All I did was went over and paid homage and leaned over. And just planted one on her right breast, which was not exposed, by the way. No flesh whatsoever. Nope. Nope. So this wasn't tawdry. This was this was almost like reverence. It's like kneeling yes. to kiss the Pope's ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like being knighted when you go see the queen and she gets that sword and instead of cutting she, your head off. And Dolly is proud of her assets. Exactly. So I want I want reaction now. For those of you who can see it. I didn't motorboat her. I gave her respect. Is that sexist? Does that make me a misogynist? 
Should I be banned from Twitter? Should I be run out of the city of Philadelphia? Should the statue of me be torn down in the middle of the night at Xfinity Live? Actually, that wasn't a statue. That was me just standing there drunk as a skunk watching the 76ers get boat raced in game one against the Toronto Raptors. Is that bad? And again, he was just following directions. Because, you know, I am the staff photographer, and yep. I tell him what to do, and sometimes but to show he you how, To show you how, how we know how the climate is out there, if you're going to post anything, even a picture of your own children, there may be something offensive to someone about anything you post. So what we did is we did a survey of the room. We read the room, as yes. they said. I went outside on Hollywood Bowl, actually on the... Where were we? We were at the corner of... Uh, it's right by the convention center, whatever that street is. I yeah, right it. off of uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And I went out and I licked my little index finger and I held it in the air. Is it La Cienega? I don't remember. It's downtown, right near, Staples, Ce- right near Staples Center. So I held my... Uh, I know the damn streets. Anyway, you know where it is. It's a block from Staples Center. Figueroa. I li- yeah, Figueroa. That's there what it go. is. Thank you. Because we're in the Hotel Figueroa. Ah, there we go. Not the Hotel California. That's down near the beach near Santa Monica Pier. So I held my hand finger in the air, and it was a breezy day. Yeah. Remember? Uh-huh. In February it in Los was, Angeles? Actually. And I wanted to see which way the wind was blowing. And after a com- – we even had a, a breakdown, so we brought in consultants. Yes, actually, we there did. were consultants already there. There were many of there them. There were consultants. <laughs> there were radio programmers. There were Pretty disc much jockeys. every single radio programmer in the United States was there. There were people who were running Westwood One. There, I mean, the biggest muckety-mucks in our industry, the radio industry. And all of them, to a T, laughed, loved the photograph, and then they all said, yeah, you probably shouldn't post We it. impaneled a special panel of women in sports, men in sports, children in sports. We got bums off the street to come in and get there. We wanted to have everybody's input before we made the final and you know what this proves? The t- decision. You know what that proves? What? It proves <laughs> that this is why radio stations don't have good stuff on there because they're like, eh, you probably shouldn't say that. Eh you probably shouldn't post that. Uh, you probably shouldn't talk about that. Whereas here on twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, we can. We're not going to worry about it. I don't care if it offends anybody. We're still going to do it. Most people right now, and of course, you know, they're, they're, they're partial to the show because they love us and we yes. love them. And it's a love-love thing. You slap our backs, I'll kiss your breast. It's one of those, you know, a little bit give and take. Mano a mano. By the way, th- we want to thank Andy Mac, uh, Andy Mac Live for hosting the show. So that's something that uh, sometimes you will see our show, Bruno Nation Live, on a different station. When they are not live, they have the they option. They can ghost host us. They can ghost us. So Andy Mac Live is now ghost hosting awesome. us. Awesome. And Andy Mac Live, for those of you who are looking for other shows on Twitch to follow, please follow Andy Mac Live. He does a fantastic breakdown. He's um, based out of Canada, but he talks about U.S. sports and um, everything. And he's not really, Jody Mac. No, he's it's Andy Mac. Not Andy McPhail, funny. who I believe is still in the in the Phillies organization. So there you have your breakdown of the Grammys, Pat McAfee, uh, proper etiquette when you're taking photographs in a public place, whether or not you should post them. See what you learn on this show? Most people would post that picture. And most people who aren't in the public limelight, I'm, in, I'm not even in the limelight. I'm more in the chartreuse light now of the public sphere. You're like in the... in. I'm in the twilight of my career. It's like the smoky light. Exactly. So you got to be you got to be careful, and now we have a consensus. 
I didn't post it in February, but we're putting it up now. And the consensus seems to be there's nothing wrong with the photo. Correct. Which we didn't think there was anything wrong with it to begin with, but you know. But we were safe because I'm, I was there representing the Barrett Sports Media people. Correct. So if somebody, one person would have complained. If I had posted that on my Twitter feed. At the time, one person, and then it would have been an issue for the people that were putting on the event. Exactly. And that's not And then the Grammy story. Museum, if one person complained to the Grammy Museum, yeah. did you see what that slob radio guy did in there with, with the... With the with the cardboard cut out of, uh, so we were being, of Dolly Parton. We were being respectful of the event. Exactly. And that's all you have to do. Just think about it before you hit send. Right. And that's a, it's a funny picture to pretty much everybody who saw it. Yes. But it's also a picture <laughs> that you have to be careful. But now that a couple of months have passed, we've determined that it is now safe. It's aged well. It has. It's, it's, <laughs> unlike most tweets that don't age well. <laughs> We let or it, me, who, we let it who breathe. doesn't age well. We let it breathe for a little while. It's so did Dolly's been letting those puppies breathe <laughs> for, what, 60 years? How yes. old is Dolly now? It's she's open. in her 60s, right? She's maybe close to 70. I think she's 70-something. Those puppies have been breathing more. That's why there's no. That's why climate change is, is not happening. As long as she's able to absorb all of the... Uh, let those babies breathe Dude, and clean the atmosphere. She's 670 what? She is 73 years old. She was born January 19th. She has the same birthday as my daughter, Kimberlyn. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yes, they do. How old is Dolly 70, right now? 73 years old. She was born in 1946. She's born like a 48 uh, triple E, though. Not a 46, Robert. Again, I'm not a breast expert, although I have examined many. And... Mostly just when requested or if somebody needs, like when Robin's, we do, you know, home examinations to make sure before we go to the doctor, if you feel anything there. And, and women very, do it to themselves. Yeah. Listen, it, women should do this to themselves. And they do. Do a self-breast examination. I don't do it to people. On, I'm not Joe Biden. I don't go up and ask them, do a breast examination and then ask if I should do it afterwards. If somebody wants one, I'm there to help. And that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you just like stop mid-sentence. Did you actually check yourself? Before I wreck myself. Wow. Unbelievable. That's a first. And, no, yes, Luigi says it's not really an exam if you're giving her dollar bills, Tony. You're right about that, boss. Dollar bills, dollar bills. Hit before. No, don't hit before you share. On this show, if you're on the Twitch app, watching this, listening to it live, or listening to it. Can you can still share it and like it, or you know, there's no likes on this. This isn't stupid Twitter. You can still share and follow the show, even if we're not on live at the particular time, right? If you're watching, say, a replay of a show. Right, you can share then You can well. share it yes. then. So if it's like 2 in the morning, you're tired of watching infomercials. Actually, you can share it even when there's nothing on, even, even when we're, t as they call in the biz, Dark. dark. Really? Yeah, when we're dark, you can still share. You can go in there and just share it anytime, yep. anytime anywhere, any, any place. Yep. Now, if you share it once, you can't share it again, right? Or Yo, can you go yeah. back the next day and share? You can share. That's the thing. This is and and people are like, well, I already shared it yesterday, or I shared it earlier in the show. Sharing it more than because most social media, you know how like it travels up the page. Right. So your your social media uh, friends and family only see it at that moment. So you want to share it as often as possible. So as it's traveling up the timeline, people see it again. Yeah. And so ask that's them see, to share because I, I know like if you follow, 
You can only like if you enter a contest. Right, you can only uh, follow one. You can only follow one. You once. only need to follow one. If you once. follow me more than once, that could be stalking, and then I'd have to get a private investigator, and right. then my, uh, you know, my my goomba friends here in South Philly to maybe uh, get you to back off a little bit. Although, depending on if you're a female, and there's a couple of females, and they're following me down the street, like yesterday during the uh, flavors of the avenue. Uh huh. Which we didn't go to, even though it was ten feet away, because we were busy working well, on the we pond. Might, we we. Anything that's happening on Passion, we're pretty much attending even if we don't. Go, exactly. Because it's right there. So follow, share, and then, of course, there's no more sunny. So just share. Don't don't sunny us. Now, uh, Dean is asking, Tony, would you still tap Dolly at 73? Are you kidding me? Are you serious right now, Dean? Are you serious? Like a screen door in a Carolina hurricane. How about that for hockey action right there? Now, I haven't seen her in person. I, mean, you know, I, I saw an interview with her just recently. No, she, she looks, looks great. Looks Trust amazing. me. She looks amazing for 73. Just... And well, how, how, how small do you think her waist still is? I know she probably has a corset on, but I'm sure if she takes that corset off, those things aren't hitting the floor. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know that she's had some breast reductions or breast lifts, but they've, they've reduced a little bit because she was having um, back, problems, back yeah. problems. Yeah. She didn't, those aren't fake. See, no. women who get those made to be that gigantic or either porn stars or strippers. Ugh. They're not doing that because they want the kids to be happy. They're doing it because they want to look a certain way. And right. God bless them. You can do whatever you want. It's America. But I she didn't, not... she, that was not, that's the way she was born. She didn't get the boobs pumped up. No. She doesn't have butt implants. I would not choose to have my boobs be any bigger than they are. Does, did it say, because they're... I couldn't find the plaque in the Grammy Museum, because there were all the different outfits that she wore in all of her movies, and they play her different to songs. To say what size breast she has? Yes. I want to know. We, gotta, we, may, we may have to do a contest. Guess the closest breast size. Guess the breast. Guess the breast, everybody. Well, then... How big are they? Really big? Uh, Dolly Parton. Okay, Poppy. Yes. And they are insured for up to $600,000. Each or are, for the pair? For the pair, I guess. That's three hundred grand a piece? But they are 40 double Ds. 40 double? That's just double Ds? Yeah. That's what it says. Because people see the small waist and they look bigger, right? Correct. When you have a tiny waist and you have yeah, 40 double comparison. Ds. Because there's a lot of women that have 40 double Ds, and you're not saying, wow, yes. because they're not, you know, their waists aren't like 25 inches or whatever. How, how Does it say her waist size? This is a good Dolly Parton breakdown um, segment. You're not getting this on other. You're not even getting this on Entertainment Tonight or The Hollywood Reporter or TMZ, unless they got nudes of Dolly and they want to release them publicly. Okay, so she has a hip size of 38. So she's 40... Forty-one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. What? Parton's body measurements in general is given as. Wait a minute. Let me give you the breaking news because a lot of people don't. I didn't. I was in the I was in the museum and I was looking at all of her stuff. I know. See, they were being very polite. But the why general, wouldn't they put that in there? This should be general knowledge at the Dolly Parton Museum. We should have waited for Wednesday for this if it's um, general knowledge. So when given out, it is said that she is forty double D. Mm-hmm. 21. 21? 35. Holy crap. I thought she was like 20, because the perfect supposed to be 34, 26. No, 36, 24, 36 was at one time the three numbers. Yeah. I think that's what Joe Biden's polling numbers are right now. Yeah, 36 people in one town. 21 inch waist? Yeah. Is that cinched or is that like naked? I. 
Can you? Because you know, back in the day, and now in some modern BDSM clubs, you can cinch those waists oh, really, here, here. really. Oh t- wait, Dolly Parton reveals secret behind her tiny waist. Um... It's got to be cinched, Robin. There's no way a 73 year old woman has a 21 inch waist. Hold on, let me see what she says. I have to scroll down. All right, we'll keep working on this very important breaking developments of today. We'll keep you abreast of the Dolly Parton situation in the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer later on on CNN, which unless they're not on anymore and they turned off the lights. This is a quote from Dolly Parton. If I see something sagging, dragging, or bagging, I get it sucked, tucked, or plucked. (laughs) So, But but the plastic surgery is not responsible for her itty-bitty face. She says... That her itty bitty waist, it's not what you think it is. Um, That's what Dennis Green said about the Chicago Bears many years ago when he was coaching the Arizona Cardinals, who no longer have Josh Rosen, who's now a Miami Dolphin. I think we have enough Dolly Parton stuff. I know. I'm looking, there's Let's so much information. On. It's tried to. It's, and also, when she's on stage, um, she does not wear her microphone pack around her waist like nor- most people. Yeah, where because, does she wear it? She puts it right between her breasts like they do with cell phones? No, she, <laughs> she hides it up inside her wig. She has it in her wig? Yeah, she has the microphone pack up inside her wig. Because a lot of chicks put it in their bras now, right? No, it's too big. I mean, it's like that square thing, you know, that you put. Plug- yeah, but like cell phones are pretty big, too. The microphone packs are a little thicker than a cell phone. But don't women put their cell phones in here now? You know where they all put them now, which I think... Because I, I remember when, when I used to work, put my wallet in my back pocket. Uh-huh. And then they said, don't put a wallet in your back pocket because it's bad for your back. Right. Because when you-, when you sit down... Now, every woman, anywhere, any city, any time, you know where they put their phone? In their back jean pocket. In the back pants pocket. Isn't that bad for your back if you sit down on it too? Yeah. Well, and then you would break your phone. No, they don't break their phones. But they have their phones in their back pockets. I know this because I'm an ass man. And I check the ass out. And every time I'm checking out an ass, there's that damn phone in one pocket, which doesn't really give you the full 360 degree. Are you degree. really an ass man? I thought you were like a late, well. I'm an all, I'm a, I'm an all around man. But let's be honest. All. What's the first thing you look at? Now, if people are wearing clothes. I mean, if, you know, if, they're, if they have tight jeans on, you really can't tell the legs unless they're right. exposed. You know, unless you have shorts on and you can see their legs, men or women, because I got to check out the guys to see if they got cast or if they're just mm-hmm. skinny leg bitches like I me. I like the new. I saw this on uh, I forget where it was Amazon or something. They were like these garter type uh, contraptions that you could had a pocket on the side, so it was almost like a gun holster for a cell phone, except like like a concealed gun for women. Holster. On top of the pants, or like when they're wearing stockings and garters with the stockings. Yeah, no, that it's ha- like if you're wearing a skirt. So that you can just put it right here oh, on the side of your thigh. I like that. Yeah, I know. I like that too. Didn't a lot of these spy chicks do that? They whip the gun out of their yes. garters and anyway, enough. Well, about garters that. are good anyway. Damn right. Because you know, let's be honest. What's the first thing now? Unless a woman has an un, you know is flaunting her boobs, or a guy's flaunting his pecs. Because I want to keep this uh, non-sexist. You're going to look at an ass, right? When a woman walks by, obviously she's passed you by. You turn around. All you can see is her butt, right? Right. Women do this. Women check out other butts. Yeah. If you see a beautiful woman coming down and you see her walking toward you, she's walking past you, you get the front view first. Then you immediately you say, I wonder what her butt looks like because she looks smoking. And then all of a sudden, she walks by you, you turn around, and she's got a flat ass. And then I have to get my machine and carry it with me at all times. (laughs) 
I know, but I, you know, it's, it's not that bit. flat. No, no, no. But it, it, it's not as rounded as... And the greatest invention of all time to determine without any shadow of a doubt or beyond a reasonable doubt is the invention of yoga pants. Yoga pants have made the art of checking chicks out from the waist down as easy as one, two, three. So the funniest thing. So Joe Corrado <laughs> yesterday. Joe Corrado point. He he must have been down here on Pat Young somewhere, and he was. He said. And does he stop by anymore? I know. The does jerk. that son of a bitch stop by? He goes. Why he goes a block away from here to this grease ball joint, which we frequent every once in a while because they great great strum bowling yes. and uh, you know and there's some goombas goombas in there. Some hot like forty Stokey something goombas. So anyway, he's complaining about he's complaining about South Philly women going out and about with fuzzy slippers on, and then Bob, something or another on Twitter says, "Yeah, the fuzzy slippers," and then black black yoga plants. Yes, and, and he's so, so he's like, "That's what everybody's wearing." Black, all these women over. It's not 50. just Italian women. It's like every chick. Right. And you know what's funny? If women were told that they had to wear yoga pants, they wouldn't wear them, right? So what was really funny, if I may finish, Go right ahead. was that I looked down and what am I wearing? Black yoga pants and fuzzy, and fuzzy slippers. slippers. Well, you live so, in South Philly. You got to play the part. So you want to look the part? You got to play the part. I took I took a photograph <laughs> and I posted it on the on the the what do they call it the the. Not the train, the the, the timeline. The well, the, the did you stream. slide into his DMs and into and, the thread? It's yeah, the thread, thread, thread. Thank you, thread is the word I was looking for. And I said, "Ah, oh, shit, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> All women, what? No, seriously, women have voluntarily helped create a lot of tension in the world because back in the day, you had to imagine right, if you were a guy or if you're a woman who likes women, and there are a lot of those. And I and I thank each and every one of you. For making that choice in life, the you thing are with the yoga true. pants. Is they're so comfortable? I know, and so my point is, back in the day, women when they were in, you know, baggy jeans or even tight jeans. You're I saying, was, I was but now yoga pants. Imagine saying to a woman, "I really can't see every single, every single freckle or every single indentation. <laughs> I can't see if you have cellulite. I can't see if your ass <laughs> is tight. Put on a pair of yoga pants for me, all right?" Yeah. Boom. Yeah, you can see. Case is C-L-O-S-E-D closed. When a woman is wearing yoga pants, you can see if she's got a pimple on her ass. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, Robin. That's what I'm talking about. Chris, as, as our good friend Trevor from the 203 says, shout out to all the lesbians. They don't just have to be lesbians. Bisexual women. You're the real MVPs out there. Bisexual women are the, it's like looking for gold. On those gold shows, you know, in Alaska, and they're digging out stuff in the slurry, and they're putting it through fill. And there's, it's not like the old days where they're sifting it with a pan. They got these gigantic cranes and stuff, and, and then it goes through this water bath, and it pulls out that gold dust. That's what this is like. What are what are we like? The yoga pants. No, the the, the bisexual women. Oh. They're like the gold that you're trying to seek, and when you find one, you get really, really happy. Oh. Am I wrong, Robin? Is there any why, greater? Why? Any, thank you. Is there any? Anything greater on God's green earth than a bisexual woman? I don't think so, but... You're damn right. Can I get an amen from the congregation? 
damn right. How about hallelujah, amen? <laughs> I don't know the worry about my volume, but I got it. Got it under control now. Okay. All right, let's get down to the NBA action, shall we, Robin? Let's get down to the NBA action. Wait a minute, that's uh, football now. I got to reorganize my, uh, if I have any time, I got to reorganize my NBA action music. See, you brought me down, didn't you, man? No, there we go. Oh, no, that's CBS College. This is ESPN. Thank you. So what did we learn over the weekend in the National Basketball Association, kids? You already know what happened on the games. If you don't, you really don't care at this point. What we saw over the weekend was your team, your town, your Philadelphia 76ers get absolutely boat raced in game one in Toronto, eh? And listen, I love the Sixers, and I hope they find a way to win. But after watching that performance and seeing that it's not that just some of the Sixer players didn't play great. It's that they can't stop Kawhi Leonard. He's 14-0 against them. And now tonight, game two in Toronto, eh? At least Toronto's got basketball to watch now. There's no more hockey. But they got their Raptors. Raptor? I didn't even kiss her. And so, tonight, game two. Is this series a mismatch? I'm going to give you an example of who the worst people on earth are when it comes to giving opinions on things. And I will ask this question as, as a setup. Who's the worst at overreacting to any sports? Uh, in these series, you know, there's a best of seven. One game happens, and like Sixer fans, a lot of them are saying, they got no shot. This is going to be a sweep. Or maybe they win a game. That's what we do as fans, because you watch it and you see Toronto is obviously much better than the Sixers. Kawhi Leonard is unstoppable. You know, Marcus Gasol matches up well against Joel Embiid, so he doesn't have total dominance underneath like he did against the Brooklyn Nets, who mm-hmm. were smaller and didn't couldn't compete with the Sixers over a seven-game series. They stole one game because the Sixers didn't show up. Give them credit. They made it an interesting series. But when it comes to the Sixers-Raptors, you watch the game, you see it. I don't know what kind of adjustments Brett Brown's going to make for game two tonight because right now they don't match up well. Can they win a game? Yeah. But my point of this whole thing is, and I will, I, will give, I will present visual and audio evidence, that the worst people at analyzing any sporting event, is it the fans? No. Is it the analysts who are basically writers who cover the teams, analysts who sit down and break down the games, whether they were former coaches, you know, uh, people who just watch the game and think they know? Is it ex-players. You know what the survey says, Robin? What is the answer? Fans, analysts, bloggers, or ex-players? Who are the worst when it comes to overreacting to any sporting event? Um... You might say fans because they don't know and they never played the game. You know who it is? I would say, I mean, I would think players. It's the players. You're absolutely right. Give yourself a roaring round of applause. But here, here's why. Because we all do it. Fans do it. Talking heads on radio and TV do it. People have the 50 76ers podcasts that are underway in the city. There's like 50 of them going on. God bless them. They overreact. We all overreact. But then when you get paid and you used to play the game and you're Hall of Fame player who should know the game and a long series, how it goes, better than anybody else, right? Because one of the things you always hear is, 
You can't comment on the sport. You never played the game. You never played NBA basketball. How dare you watch a game and think that you can figure out what's going on out there? So let me give you evidence one. First of all, I want to start with the games themselves because this one series that's going on now as we are in the semifinals in the East and West is this Western Conference series between the Warriors and the Houston Rockets. Let's be honest. This is really the NBA Finals to me. It was last year. I think they're the two best teams in the NBA. I don't think whoever emerges from the East will beat either one of these two teams. They're just simply better. Could they? Could they win? Yeah, but let's be honest. Everybody's watching this series with a microscope because these two teams know each other. They played each other last year. This is a rematch. So now they're in, in series, they're in game one, and everybody saw this. You would think this was the Kennedy assassination and that we were watching the Zapruder film to try to figure out who was wrong and complaining about one thing's for sure. All teams complain about officials, and the complaints about officials really ratchet up when you get into the postseason where every bad call, every mistake could cost somebody a game. And you lose a game in the postseason, that could cost you your chance to advance or win a championship. We saw that with the San Jose Sharks who got the five-minute penalty in their advantage. The NHL apologized the next day, said it shouldn't have been a five-minute major. Bottom line is the Sharks still had to score four goals, five goals to come back and eventually win the game. So the officials didn't give them five goals. They still had to work for them. But it wasn't fair, and that's the way it goes. But in this series, the story was James Harden, who could be the MVP of the league. They're all over him. James Harden has a tendency that when he shoots a three, and he's done it, He's done it 95 times this year. Takes a three-point shot. So he's either taking the three-point shot and doing it wrong, or he's either not being allowed for his landing place. That's the two-term now. Landing place. Repeat after me, Robin. Landing place. That's not an old sitcom back in the 80s. Landing place that was or landing pay- spot? It, you can, either one. But okay. I, I think they're calling it now. We can all, I think consensus is landing space. Because when you jump up, not Landon Donovan or Peyton Place or, or Pike's strip. Place or Landing Strip, which is always safe. Yes. When you have a landing strip, you know it's going to be a nice, clean entry, so to speak. I'm, I'm all in favor of landing strips. So landing spot, I call it landing spot, landing place. So when you're an NBA player, you jump up in the air like you just don't care and you're shooting, whether it's a two ball or a three ball, but especially a three, because the player's near the three-point line when he's taking the jump shot. And remember, this is a three-point game at this juncture late in the game. Golden State Warriors were up three late in the game, and James Harden knows if he makes a three, it's a tie game. We may go overtime. Who knows? So he goes up and he shoots a three, but you watch the tape, and he's standing about two feet behind the line when he jumps. And as he jumps, he jumps forward, meaning that where he lands is not going to be where he jumped up because he doesn't jump straight up because he's figured it out that the officials are going to have a hard time determining whether or not he jumped up and landed where he was supposed to or whether the player Draymond Green, who was defending him, jumped into him, fouling him, meaning that he would take three shots, uh-huh. free throws. So this became the big story. And obviously when James Harden, when the officials didn't call it on the defense, Draymond Green, James Harden complained. Chris Paul complained. Chris Paul got thrown out. Another free throw on the technical foul, and it became a 104-103 game. 
and pretty much ended the Rockets' chance of winning. I don't care either way who wins. I didn't bet on the game. I think the Warriors are the better team, but Houston's playing great. So anyway, so after the game, James Harden sits down and immediately starts to complain that he is not being given a fair chance to shoot the three-point ball. Uh, Mike said that the refs admitted to him at half that they missed four of those closeouts. You know, from your perspective, do do you feel like, you know, part of the Warriors' game plan against you is to kind of test the limits on that until those are called? And, you know, what can you do about that? What can I do about it? (laughs) I I was told the same thing at half. And there's probably a couple more in that second half. I mean, I just want a fair chance, man. Uh, Call the game how it's supposed to be called, and and, and that's it. And I'll live with the results. But when you – especially we all know what happened, you know, a few years back with Kawhi, like that can change an entire series. Just call the game how it's supposed to be called, and and we'll live with the results. And, and it's, it's plain and simple. Now, what he's referring to is Kawhi Leonard a couple of years ago in a playoff game. Zaza Pachulia was the center for the Warriors, and a similar thing happened, and they called it on Zaza Pachulia and gave him an opportunity. Now he wants the same opportunity. But then on the other side of the equation, Draymond Green sat down with the media after the game Because the question is, does James Harden know that he's going to put the onus on the official to make the right call when he is, in essence, jumping from way behind the three-point line, goes up in the air, and knows he's going to come forward, forcing the defender, Draymond Green, to make contact and then draw a foul, giving him three throws. Draymond Green said, what? What are you talking about, Willis? Tim McMahon, ESPN. Uh, Draymond, James Harden after the game said... He just wants a fair chance that the wrestling to call the game the way it's supposed huh? to be called. He just wants a fair chance the wrestling to call the game the way it's supposed to be called. He's sp- specifically talking about closing out uh, on three pointers, feeling like he got fouled several times in those situations. I've been fouled by James on a James three pointer before. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> nah, I ain't going with that one. Nah, I'm straight. Nah, yeah. They also could have possibly shot 20 less free throws. Uh, You know, we reached quite a bit. Um, But if that's the case, we could have shot 20 more free throws as well. So it is what it is. I think we can all sit here and complain about calls after every game. That's just the nature of the game we play. Refereeing is an inexact science. So it is what it is. The landing spot is going to be a topic for the next like 48 or so hours. Do you have to go into game two knowing that, being maybe a little bit more careful around the threes at all? No, I'm a contested shot. I got contested shot. Um, when you land three feet ahead of where you shoot the ball from, that ain't really my issue. So it is what it is. What it is is what it is. So it's an interesting argument. This is players playing head games. James Harden is a smart guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to put the onus on the officials. So you're going to have the James Harden camp saying, hey, man, the guy's just going up in the air, and he's trying to make a three-point shot. But if you watch the tape, which I've watched extensively, there is no doubt that when James Harden goes up, the spot from where he starts to jump for the three and where he ends up is basically right at the line, meaning that Draymond Green, even if he leans forward a little bit to contest the shot, James Harden thinks he's going to get the foul drawn, and the officials did not call a foul there yesterday, which caused the arguments. And so it's an interesting dynamic because it's a head game being played now. Right. Because now the officials have to watch every single shot 
and then try to instantaneously make a decision or go to the... They didn't even go to the replay because they said they knew James Harden was doing this. He did it 95 times in the regular season. He's a great three-point shooter, and a lot of the times he jumps forward when he's taking the three. Right. Now, it's hard to jump straight up and straight down. The human body doesn't normally do that. But in that case, if you watch the particular shot in question... There's no doubt James Harden jumps up forward, Mm -hmm. and by the time he comes down, right at the three-point line, Draymond Green, defending him, makes contact. Right. So he wants a foul. He knows he's got a shot to go to the uh, free-throw line, and then everybody went crazy. So this series is going to be the one that's the most closely watched because, as I said earlier, this is the series that definitely, absolutely, positively is the one that's the most interesting because as you can see it, the first game already, and we've got drama all over the place. So that's going to be awesome. It went seven games, and it may go seven games again this year. That's how, how, how good these two teams are. But guess what? I'm willing to say this, season, this series isn't over because Houston lost a game in Oakland last night. Most people who watch basketball, now I don't have the tape on this because I'm going to play the other tape on the other series. Richard Jefferson NBA player, does the Nets games. He's part of the Nets broadcast crew, does works for ESPN, goes on all their shows. Richard Jefferson said after that game one where the Rockets lost by four points that the Rockets are done. He proclaims that the Houston Rockets are done after one game. And this guy played, he's played basketball at the highest wow. level. Now, fans, you can see Rocket fans or Warrior fans, you know, going back and forth saying, oh, yeah, they're done. It's like Sixer fans. Yeah. I asked Luigi, I said, Sixers, they done? Yeah, they're done. We'd like to thank. And I didn't thank them yet. No? I, I don't. It, it looks like they're going to be swept based on the way they played against the, uh, Toronto the other day. Toronto dominated the game. Sixers don't match up. Well, it's all about matchups. And let's be honest, Toronto's a really good team. So some people say the Sixers are going to get swept. Some say they may win one game. But there's no way this Toronto Sixers series, I think all we can all agree, based on what we have as evidence, Kawhi Leonard's 14-0 and against the 76ers in his career. Now, obviously, the Sixers had some bad teams over the last few years as they were building this up. It doesn't, But it doesn't matter whether he's placing a good Sixer team or a bad Sixer team. This guy is in their heads, and they can't stop Kawhi Leonard. And Joel Embiid, who's a monster force, you saw him on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He wants to go to the basket. He wants to shoot threes, but they're really guarding him tightly. Yeah. So that means the other guys have to step up. Can they? They have to step up, but they also have to stop Draymond Green. And that's what, uh, not Draymond Green, obviously, uh, Kawhi Leonard in Toronto tonight in game two. So that's a fair breakdown because I think we can all say that Toronto is better than the Sixers, man for man, and that they're probably going to win this series. Whether it goes four, whether it goes five, whether it even goes six, Toronto is going to win this series. And if the Sixers win this series, they could go to the, they could win the Eastern Conference and go to the NBA Finals. Because this is going to be their toughest task so far, even though they only won one series. Now, the other series, Milwaukee, they're the best team in the East all season long. They were the one seed. They earned it. They got home court advantage. So they play over the weekend, Robin. Speaking of analysis by analysts, Mm -hmm. they lost by 22 points, they being the Milwaukee Bucks, at home in a game in which they were favored to win by eight over the Boston Celtics. So eight-point favorites, they lose by 22 which means they were basically a 30-point underdog in this game. Right. But they weren't supposed to be. Boston's getting better. They got some really good players, and they're starting to play better as we get into the deeper into the playoffs because they have playoff experience on that team. Milwaukee has some playoff experience. They won seven games with Boston last year. But guess what now? 
Let's go to an analyst. Let's go to a man who's a Hall of Fame player who also works at ESPN. I believe he paid a little bit for the Boston Celtics too. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the Homer doubt here because he's not supposed to be Homer. I'm a Homer, but if I'm doing a national broadcast, even if I'm like from Philadelphia right. and I'm analyzing uh, two teams from another city, one of the, or the Sixers mm-hmm. or the Eagles or the Phillies right. playing a team from another city, I'm going to try to fairly and objectively say what I think, not base it on my Philadelphia history. I mean, I could be a homer sometimes, but when you're an analyst and you're giving a national perspective, you expect somebody to be a little more reasonable. So here on ESPN, on the era postgame show, said this about the Boston Celtics-Milwaukee Bucks series after one game. As a team, I don't, I don't, I don't know where Milwaukee goes from here. Because what are you, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, so listen. is this over? No, listen, I think it's over. This series is over. Yeah, they one lost. One game? You just sat there and said that they could win an NBA championship. Yeah, I did say that. but, but One game. I think styles make fights in boxing. <laughs> we know the style of both teams before the series started. Yeah, but it just seemed like Milwaukee was the way better team throughout the regular season. But when I watched this, when I watched this today, if Giannis doesn't have a monster game and somebody else besides him doesn't step up, Boston is just going to out-talent them. Because when you look down the line, even if Kyrie Irving doesn't have a great game, Tatum, he didn't play too well today. He can step up big the next game. So it's like as a Milwaukee, as a coaching staff, do I say, okay, do we focus our concentration on Kyrie? Because now Tatum can step up. Guys like Marcus Morris can step up. Terry Rozier. And that's why the Celtics are dangerous. They just have more, they have more talent than the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know what? You don't even have to be a Boston Celtic homer like Dean and all these other Boston Celtic fans to say he's right. He may be right, but it's really weird. And, and that's Michelle Beadle on that panel on the ESPN postgame show on their NBA coverage over the weekend. Yep. But he said it's pretty much over after one game. The better team, uh, an eight-point favorite. Now, they got spanked at home. I mean, you lose by 22 in the first game. The Sixers lost big, but they were on the road. Milwaukee was home. They're the best team in the league all season long. So that's why that's surprising when you hear that. But And you heard his other panelists, Michelle Beadle, they said, are you serious? They're done after one game? I don't know about that. Listen, I, I agree, though. Boston's a more seasoned playoff team. They're obviously in a better spot. It's like Denver. Denver was the second seed. They, you know, they went to game seven against the San Antonio Spurs. So the up-and-coming younger teams like Milwaukee and the Denver Nuggets – those are the teams that are being tested in the, in the playoffs because they don't have that playoff-savvy experience. And that's why Denver at least found a way to, to hang on and want, win the game the other night and move on against Portland. But with all due respect to Denver and Portland, whoever wins that series has no shot. Here's, here's me going out on a limb, and this isn't really that far of a limb. The two best teams in the West and the two best teams in the NBA are Houston and the Warriors. The winner of this game is, the, is going to win the NBA championship. Unless there's a shocking development, somebody gets hurt. That's how you can predict the NBA. Right now in the NHL, it looks like the Carolina Hurricanes are the best team in the league. They're up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference semifinals. That's one of the most amazing stories you'll see. Nobody picked the Carolina Hurricanes, not just to not win the Stanley Cup, to not even be this far ahead and then win the first two games in the second round, the semifinals, on the road against the Islanders. 
So that's the difference between the sports. The best teams usually win in the NBA. The best teams certainly, for the most part, usually win in the NHL, but it's not guaranteed. And the Carolina Hurricanes are living proof of that. They lost their goalie. They lost all these guys yesterday. And they still found a way to win in Long Island. The problem with the Islanders is that they're not really a flashy, high-scoring team. So Carolina and my boy Rod Brindamore, give him credit, man. Talk about great coaching jobs. Rod Brindamore, another former flyer. You know who else is a former flyer who's coaching well in the postseason in the NHL, Robin? Who's that? Craig Berube, former flyer assistant coach, head coach, gets run out of here eventually. Uh Fans get tired of him. You know where he went? The St. Louis Blue and the St. Louis Blue. Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Le Sacre Bleu is what they're saying over there. How about the job he's done? So anyway, tonight, St. Louis at Dallas in the NHL playoffs. Game three, tied at one. Avalanche, blanket to the, the Shark in San Jose, four to three. That's tied at 1-1. So the only semifinal series in hockey is Carolina's up two zip on the Islanders, and they're going to Carolina for the next two games. So it could be lights out early for the Islanders. Avalanche Sharks, St. Louis Dallas, Boston Columbus, they're all 1-1 going into game three. You follow me so, so far, Robin? Always. Thank you. You better. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But the Boston, the Boston Celtic beatdown, to me, was the biggest surprise of the weekend. I didn't think the Sixers were going to win in Toronto. Right. I was hoping. It, was, it wasn't that. It, they, they were hanging in, but you could so, sooner or later you see it in any game you watch. One team's just better. On that particular day, it doesn't mean they're going to be the better team the next day, but I'd be surprised if Toronto loses. The Sixers win game two tonight in Toronto. Uh-huh. It's going to get very interesting because then all these people are going crazy. They're going to get swept and they don't match up. And I'm one of those people. I don't, I don't know if they're going to get swept. I don't see them winning this series. But the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Tony, Tony in NC says he was shocked as well that Boston won and, and that they just dominated. Yeah, it wasn't that they won the game. Yeah. These are two good teams, but one, team's, one team was the best team in the entire yeah. regular season in the, in the Eastern Conference. Whenever that happens, though, when, when it's something so unexpected, it makes it more fun. Not if you're a Milwaukee Buck fan. <laughs> not, if you bet on the, not if you bet on the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, the only good thing about if you bet on the Milwaukee Bucks in that game, laying eight, is that you didn't have to wait till the last minute to, to gut out a backdoor cover. <laughs> you knew they had no, they would have to win by 31 points down right. the stretch. And you knew, you knew going into the fourth quarter that you had no shot of covering that number. So that's just for, that's from, just for the gambling degenerate yeah, community out there. Aside from gambling degenerates, if you're just a fan, a basketball fan, and you're watching, it's fun to see something so unexpected happen. You're like, oh my god, oh my god. Well, no, for example, the the game, the Sixers game against the Brooklyn Nets, the game five back here last week. Uh huh. That was, I mean, as, as much as the Sixer fans loved it, that was not even remotely competitive or fun to watch because the it, it was over in the first quarter. Now, obviously, if you're a fan of that team, you, you know, you're in a bar, you hang out, you have a couple drinks, 
it's fun to watch it when you're the home team, but you can even hear like the building, and it was here in Philly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the the building was going crazy. It's a first round series against the team you're supposed to beat, and you do what you're supposed to do. Is in a closeout game, you go out there and blow the doors off and prove once and for all that the Brooklyn Nets really weren't even close to beating you, despite losing Game One at home like they did. They they battled back and they showed the world they're better than the Brooklyn Nets. They proved it on the court, but the deciding game was a blowout. But in hockey, we're seeing a lot of overtimes, one goal mm-hmm. games. You're yeah. seeing very few blowouts. A bunch of overtime. Again, I'm not saying one sport's better than the other. For all those people who are going to come on on the stream here and rip me, hockey is definitely more exciting in the playoffs than basketball. Unless you got a great game like the one that comes down to the wire, Houston-Golden State. But a lot of these games, they're not exactly, oh my God, I can't believe The Damian Lillard shot was a great shot in a game. You, you'll have great moments. But the action in the, in the uh, hockey playoffs has been off the charts good, especially the first round. The first round may have been the greatest first round as far as upsets and things happening that no one predicted. It was off the charts insane. Well, Bearcat AJ 2007 is saying that the hockey worst nightmare is going to happen in East, Columbus versus Carolina for the right to play in the final. But it's not a nightmare. I mean, it, it, unlike – here's the difference. Hockey doesn't have to – I mean, obviously hockey has great – Teams like, you know, if the New York Rangers are in it or if the Flyers are in it or the Boston Bruins who still have a chance to be mm-hmm. in there. I mean, Boston's a great hockey franchise. There are fans all over the country. But obviously, Carolina, you know, the fans down there are huge. So if it's a Carolina, and who was the other matchup you said? If Carolina wins and then they play uh, St. Louis. And that, no, that's the West. Carolina and Columbus, that's what he's talking about. The Bruins are playing the Blue Jack. So if it's Columbus and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals, in the East Finals. Will the ratings go up or down? No, because ratings are pretty much consistent in hockey. It doesn't get higher as far as when you go farther into the playoffs. It's pretty regional, too. I mean, like if L.A. and the Rangers are playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, you're going to have more audience because you've got the two biggest television markets in the country. Hockey fans are different animals, though, from NBA fans. NBA fans will watch any... Do they want to see the Warriors and the Rockets? Absolutely. Do they want to see, you know, the new the Brooklyn Nets right. play uh, the L.A. Clippers? Pro- it won't be as big of a rating, but you're going to watch it because it's the NBA Finals. Hockey's different. The ratings are not good. The ratings aren't anywhere near what the NBA or other sports are. Definitely it's a not. diehard crowd. But, look, for example, when the Flyers get knocked here in, out in Philly, the years they make the playoffs, not every Flyer fan is watching hockey. You have to be a hockey fan to keep watching. So that's in any sport. You're a fan of one team and your team doesn't make the playoffs, even players when their teams don't make the playoffs or they get eliminated, they don't watch the playoffs anymore either. No, they're out playing golf. Exactly. The other night, Doc Rivers won and from the Clippers lost the other night. They asked him who he's rooting for. He says, I don't know. I'm done. I'm going to go out and enjoy my <laughs> life. Because it's their job. Yeah, they go it's to like the Caribbean. They go... When your last day before vacation comes, you say, you know, I'm just going to sit around and do it. Unless you're staying a staycation. You're like looking forward to getting the hell away from right. work for a week or two, right? You're like, I'm out of here. Damn right. Still ahead. Miss Robin has a couple of good, not one, two Florida stories I do. today. It's a double Florida double header. And uh, the Carolina hurricane. Now, in in the in the Raleigh Durham market in North Carolina, where we drove by on the way down, right? The numbers there for Carolina hurricanes are huge. Four point four rating yesterday for game two. That's a pretty good number for hockey. Another follower, Stonehouse, 0724. Thank you very much. Tell your friends now. 
Because people ask me, whenever I tell them what I'm doing, we're out. Hey, hey, Tony, I heard you got a new show. Where is it? And then you say Twitch. And as savvy as people are when it comes to You get apps, one of two reactions. What's that? The, the first reaction is like from like people that are used to Twitch because they're gamers. They're like, dude, you're on Twitch. Yep, That's absolutely. so awesome. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Or you get the, huh? What's that? Who does that? There's no oh, in between. Can you turn that up on there, Robin? Because you turned me all the way down. I've got the no, controls. No, actually, I had you turned up most of the way, but that's okay. one of those sound bites. Because people really are complaining low. they can't hear it. But I got my own control here. Well, we need to redo your soundboard because the the levels are all over the place. I know. I got to redo it. I got to I got I got to clean it all out and yep. start from scratch. We need to send all of those sound bites through Levelator so that they're all exactly. at the same level. Exactly. No, I mean the hockey's been fun. You know, I watched that. How about the Sharks? Everybody thought, oh, the Sharks, they got out after that tough series against the Vegas. And there, all of a sudden, here, here, come the, here come your Colorado Avalanche. So not every game's a lock in hockey. That's the one thing. I mean, for example, Toronto tonight. If you're going to bet, I don't even know what the line is. The Sixers have to play their guts out. That doesn't, if they, they can go down 2 nothing and still have a chance. But they go down 2 nothing, which Toronto is supposed to do because they're the much better team. But if the Sixers can steal game two tonight in their series, you'll see, you'll see things change as far as the betting lines and all that other stuff because the Sixers will come back home for two. But for the most part, you know who the better teams are. Right. Like this Portland-Denver series, two good teams. Denver has the home floor. Denver should win that series, right? Mm-hmm. Is that going to guarantee Denver win? No, I think that's going to be a really hotly contested series in the, in the Western Conference of the NBA. But no series, and I've said this many times, landing spots, landing spaces. Just remember that tonight. You know where your landing spot is, Robin? I know exactly where my landing strip is. I know where the wet spot is, and that's the one I try to avoid no matter what. If there's a wet spot, nobody's jumping into it. They're jumping away from it. If you're uh, jumping, say that say you know there's a wet spot like a foot away from you on the bed. It depends. Right? Okay, if it's if it's on the bed, then you avoid. Well, that's it. mostly where wet spots are, unless you're, you're playing. You're either in, aiming for it or you're aiming away from it. Well, you know, nobody's aiming for it. Yeah, it depends on. No, nah, nobody's aiming for the wet spot on the bed. Sometimes you can't even detect it. I'm not. I'm, you accidentally on roll the bed, on it. On the bed, yes, you avoid it. Like but on a floor, if you're on, playing a sporting event, you're playing. To, but you're what playing if it's still basketball. on the person? The wet spot? Yeah. Well, it depends on what color pants they're wearing. Six and a half, the number tonight. Toronto, six and a half point favorites over your 76ers. And I agree. I think Portland, Den- Denver could go set. That could be a great series, too. And that's what we want to see. We hate to see mismatches when you're in the playoffs. Right? You don't want to see them. You want to turn on and get excited about a playoff game, yeah. and then it becomes a shit show. And it's a- the Warriors and, and Rockets, this is going to be cla- – this is going to be – Gang warfare out there. And the kind I like, not the bad gang warfare, the good gang warfare. You want to make sure you know it, the difference. You follow me? I'm following you. All right. We got to do an update now because we got more still ahead as we uh, crank it up for another hour and plus. As we told you on Friday, just think of it this way. I wrote it down now because I'm going to have to break it down. So we're on three hours a day from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. live, Eastern Time. You follow me, Robin? Yes, but I wanted to find out which update are we going to first. Well, let's do the uh, the updates today. They're entitled, they're both from Florida. Peeping Tom? No. Peeping Wally? 
Yes, we'll do that one first. All right. And then we'll go to the college campuses because we're, we're all about student athletes. And we'll keep it and in Florida. And supporting, uh, supporting student athletes yes, is always really important. No doubt about it. And for our friends down there in the Central Florida area, UCF, University of Central Florida, we have an update for you, too, for all of you. Are they on spring break right now? I don't even know when spring break is anymore for kids. It depends on where you are. I mean, it's, it's, there's like a spring break season, and it starts. It's not always all on the same weekend. No, it's all around the same time, right. though. It's not like one's in July and one's in... No, it's around this time, right, right after Easter, Passover... You get spring break. Right. Like right kid- now, you want to avoid the Daytona Beach area and going on down. Cause- Two years ago, we were driving down to Florida, and we stopped in Fort Myers. Was it Fort oh, Myers? Yes. And it was spring break oh, weekend? Bad idea. You want idea. to talk about insanity. That's one of those spring break destinations that you're an adult. Yeah, we, you, want to, was- you want to go out to dinner. You want to go anywhere. You want to drive across the street. <sighs> Everything is bad on lockdown. Idea. It was such a bad idea. We we did we did bad poor planning on that because what we did is we we figured there wasn't anything major going on. Ha ha ha. And we thought, oh yeah, we'll just, you know, stop wherever we stop, get a get a room and and then move on because we were exploring. Correct. And we did not account for a spring break. <laughs> spring and then graduations are coming up. But spring Ugh. break is again, it's the best if you're a kid, Debosh. it's the worst if you're a traveler. And then you drive into a city, and we and you know, oh, there's a, oh, we found out there was a great seafood restaurant, right? Uh-huh. And then we tried to get in there, yeah. And it was Mob City. Actually, and again, this kids the, as long as the kids behave themselves. But the problem is, kids today, as we used to say, Sarasota was where the worst situation was because that was the very first night when we realized that there was spring break going on, and we thought we would be able to find a hotel last minute because there's always hotels, and there was nothing. We stayed in the nothing. worst flea. <laughs> You would never think that in Sarasota there would be the worst <laughs> flea bag hotel. Oh my god! And I've been in a lot of flea bag hotels over the years. I, I drove to Arizona. In Arizona, I went up to Flagstaff once, and I needed yes. a room because it was the middle of the night. This it was, was snowing. It was. I was next to the train, in in, in you know, it, you know, the the train comes right through uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Yes. I got a hotel that was literally right, and the trains run twenty four seven. In this flea bag hotel in Flagstaff, Arizona, but in Sarasota, this could be. I think it's the worst hotel I've ever stayed in my entire. I, it wasn't a hotel; it was a motel. A motel. It was the worst motel you ever. and I ever ever stayed. Even individually, like our entire lives, this was the worst. And I've been in third world countries. Exactly, and this was the worst. It really was. It was- it made for a really great story. Because Robin's online and we're oh looking around. we got to find a place here. And it was spring break and there were like no hotels. So she's on their phone looking oh. in a... Oh, and then we couldn't find the place. Oh, it was And then we were driving around. We couldn't find We finally find it. And we're thinking, nah, this doesn't look bad outside. We opened the door. Oh, It was man. worse. I, was I really... Re- I was afraid. That's where you need a black light. Yes. Because I guarantee you, if we had had one of those black light, the flashlights or one of the black lights to look... We didn't touch it. I didn't want to... I didn't even want to wash my face in the I bathroom. It, it was, was so, so nasty. Bad. And we would have actually stayed in the car, except we'd had a rental car, and it was like one of those little teeny tiny ones that we couldn't have slept in. I know. It was bad. It was really bad. I think I would have felt really... cleaner and safer sleeping in the dumpster of that hotel. And then, motel. And then at, at one point, <laughs> we got up, and we were... We were trying to figure out, should we leave? And I think that there was like a drug uh, deal going on, and there was a hooker uh, right outside the I wouldn't door. even bring a hooker into this room. Oh, it was good. She would it sue me good. for, for getting, getting, putting her in a, in a bad situation. And the really sad thing was that it was not cheap. It wasn't like, 
you know, 15, 25 bucks, which is probably. Yeah, odd. they jacked us for like over a hundred dollars. No, that's why we thought it must be like half, like at least a Motel 6 kind of no, deal. This, and it this was, was so this was Motel Hell. <laughs> So bad. This is one of those but places. It, if there's no place else, we should have slept out on the. We should have just gone with that hundred dollars and slept on the beach. And slept on the beach. Yeah. I would rather deal with sand fleas than whatever was inside those mattresses in that hotel. Yeah, we did. We did not. We did. You are correct, Tony. We slept with our fully clothed. Yeah. We did not. I. I didn't even want to sleep on top of the bedspread. I know. There was nothing in that room that I felt the floor, no, the was, chair. The nothing, bedspread. Nothing. I didn't even want to take a shower in there. That's no, how we nasty didn't do it was. Anything. It was it was pretty bad. I think we got like maybe four hours of sleep. It was so bad. I would have felt better on the admiral. Stevie V says, if there was a place that charged for an hour like they have in Camden, New Jersey, on the Admiral Wilson Boulevard, I'd feel cleaner and safer in there than I did in this place. Yeah. And I'm not condemning all of. Because you don't think of that when you think of Sarasota. It's a beautiful city. Yeah. Well, and great especially, area, especially when you. When you realize that it's like they would charge, I think it was like $135 a night or something like that. We're like, okay, well, how bad can it be? <laughs> ha! Ha! And again, I'm not condemned. I love Sarasota. We went to the Ringling Museum oh, yeah, there. it's beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful city. But let, let's just say that the it downtown made for a fantastic area. story, and it would have been even better if we had taken video. Wait a minute. We have breaking news, Robin. We breaking have. news. Let's go live. Oh, they're awake. Let's go live to the squirrel cam, ladies and gentlemen. We have activity. I feel like I'm in a paranormal investigation and we just saw some movement. And we have to go back and watch it. The Hi, little, baby. The baby squirrels, who we identified both as females at this hour, when they grow up, they can self-identify whatever they want. But Robin, after close examination and much manipulation, after feeding sensations over the weekend, have now determined, has now determined that there are two little bitches in there. Yep. No boys, two girls. Although I like two girls. Girl-girl stuff really, really appeals to me, Robin. I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't know why I'm apologizing. There's no need, no need to apologize. <laughs> oh, look. She's playing with the little straps. She's so adorable. They got a strap on in there? Boy, they're really advanced. I thought they were little, little babies. They're All right, let's adorable. get in. Let's get okay. back to the business here. Those squirrels to... do sleep, though. They sleep well. Yes, they do. They're but when they get good. up, man, they're right at it. They are adorable. Do we have live camera on them? Yes, I do. Let me see. I want to look at the camera here for a second. Look at those suckers. We got to get a better... I mean, we have two cages for them. Well, this is this is this the is cage a with a view so that people can see it. Because it's got other, like a moon roof on it. Yeah. And then the other one is, a, is one of those solid cases where you carry cats into the vet. So we have, a little, we have one carrier that's a, a well, hard top one. Right. With a little metal gate in the front that you open and you put the animal in when you want to take him to the vet or someplace. Well, because and this be- is a soft one. This is the soft case because, uh, and I can't really keep them in here because they could chew through that netting. I only see really- one going crazy. Where's the other one? Yeah, this is the one. Um, again, we do not have names for them yet, so uh, I'm I'm taking name suggestions. But if anybody, um, uh, that sucker moves better than Spider Man on the web. But one of this is the squirrel that she's she's the one that gets hungry first and she goes really crazy. The other one is a little. She's bit like smaller. Luigi when you don't feed him like for every hour. Oh my god! Where's Seriously? the other one? Is the other one in there? Yeah, the other one's sleeping. Still. How can how can somebody sleep when the other one's like all on the? She's like up on the ceiling, because it's the top as as the mesh and the round of it is is the soft case. He's trying to bite. She's trying to bite out of that thing. 
I like a uh, uh, Tony and New in NC says got to name one Bin- Brindy Brindy. You know who, why? Because Rod Brindamore. That's what they call him down there. Brindy. I do like Brindy. Brindy, Brindy might be good. I like Brindy. But then we need a uh, one more name. <clears throat> I Who's have, this guy I even, asking I even, if I always inter- is he? Is it me? Does he always interrupt her? So annoying. Is he talking about me? I don't probably because yes, it is annoying. You do interrupt me a lot. You interrupt me too, Robin. Well, yeah. We're but having only- a converse. We're having a conversation. <laughs> we're having a. Con- I don't Nutmeg. interrupt you. I make sure we keep the things going. Here. Oh, is that right? Nutmeg and Brindy. How's that? Nutmeg. I don't like nutmeg. You don't? I mean, I like. They nutmeg. love nuts. I know, but I I want to like a cute name because they're kind of cutesy. So Brindy's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Nutmeg's good because they like nuts. Yeah, and Robin I... tried to diversify their diet this weekend. Mm-hmm. We went out to a, a pet store and spent $6 for a little bag of nuts and some other stuff in there. And I'm like, I could have gone to a grocery store and bought $6 worth of peas, carrots, and all the other, and, and some nuts to mix in for it. Boy, she is going crazy. She's See, right so... now you can't open the cage, right? No, because she would be she'd out. Be fly- she'd be like Rocky the Flying Squirrel. She'd be all over the yes, place. she would be all over the place. But how's the other one still sleeping? Through I that? don't know. She does it. She does it all the time. The other one, this one gets wakes up first and demands food, and then the other one wakes up very slowly. It's kind of like you and me in the morning. You are like this squirrel up in the morning. You're like boom, and you're like all over the place, yep. and you're just like ready to go. And I'm the other one going. <sighs> so then you you. They're fed like what every three hours. I'm fed like once a day. Uh, the squirrels are fed like every three hours. Well, right now, <laughs> if if you had something to talk about on your own, I would go and warm up some milk for them. We got to do this update. But We've we been promising that, people yeah. these Florida updates. So let's do the one Florida update first, and then you can chat amongst yourselves while I warm up. The, I'll talk uh, to my. Can I start oh, a conversation? The second one just woke up. Oh, good. That's a good sign. I yeah. think one of them is a little bit bigger than the other one too. Are we going to weigh them and put, put branding, putting brand? Can we brand them or are we going to? Do we brand them or put like a little uh, no, name put, identification tag? No, what uh, the, the the easiest way to do it is to put different color nail polish on one of their paws claws ah. so that you can tell them apart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go down to Florida, shall we? And your correspondent, Miss Robin. Yes. So, um, in, hold on, and now I have to go to the other screen. So, uh, we are going down to Dateline, Flagler County, Florida. I don't know where Flagler County is. Is that down there, Hernando County? Dean would know where Flagler County is. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, but, um, Donna Heiss said that she pulled into her garage at her house in, uh, in Palm Coast when her neighbors yelled at her to get inside ASAP. Was she driving on the wrong side of the road and then her hands at 10 and 2 locked in position and going 3 miles an hour? I don't know, Tony Bruno. It's a good guess, though. If you're going to guess what, gets, why they were so she, she was gets being inside, and her dog is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And what she finds when she gets inside is the following... We have tape? We have tape. The heat is on, and oh. Dell Air Heating and Air Conditioning Oh, can that is so annoying. The air conditioner wasn't on, and they, the, the pump outside was bad, and then she had to call a well, heating the, and air conditioning thing, guy? She, it was a good thing that the air conditioning was probably on because of the fact that she, uh, she didn't have to open up the door. But this is what she found. We have video now. If yes, we do. You can watch do. this because I don't think the, uh, this creature talks. 
Does the creature inside, the woman who got out of her garage to go in and check on this thing, does she talk at all? Oh, wait, there was only... That's a short video. I want the long video. I want the long disco mix. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry about this, folks. That's all right, Robin. I'm not going to scold you now because I don't want to be crit- criticized by somebody <laughs> named Snifforge. <laughs> what does Snifforge mean? Sniff... Sniff... I don't know. It sounds like a woman or a man who doesn't like a man talking to another woman. Because the only two comments I see, does he always interrupt her? Question mark. So annoying. All right. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is what Donna came home to. And you can hear it knocking against the glass. No. It's a huge alligator, ladies and gentlemen. And he's not only standing at the window. He's looking in yeah, menacing. Yeah, he's, he's obviously trying to get in. And then the best part is he goes over now to the door, so he walks So he's over, over by the patio door first, and then he goes over to the window and then, cl- like, stands up. Yeah. By the window. And, and luckily, nothing was open. The window wasn't open and the patio door, because that sucker would have walked right in that house. Right. But doesn't he go over to the kitchen window, too? So he, he goes up. So I'll just leave that there while I go back to the other page so I can actually read. So the trapper was called and responded to the scene. It said that the gator was between seven and eight feet long and that he was very aggressive, which we've already did the story about the fact that this is now mating season yep. and that um, they've come out of hibernation, not hibernation exactly, but they're more hungry during this time because the the weather heats up mm-hmm. and it starts their metabolism going. Well, most people in Florida are more active this time of the year, too, especially the old people. They want to get uh, out. Speaking of active, we have a cat down here who is now very interested in the two squirrels. He's like, what? But he's just sitting there quietly yeah, he's, staring. Yeah, he he's he's like the the chillest cat ever. So anyway, the, um, this alligator was not chill. Um, she, uh, and Donna said that the uh, Miss High said that she was really nervous that the the gator was going to break the window, and that her dog was scared. And um, once again, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission advises people to keep their distance when they spot a gator. No shit, Sherlock. Well, there's a lot of shows on these animal planets, and there's there's people who professionally go to your house. Yeah, but if you're and not get a, them out of your pool and stuff. You, if you're not a professional gator catcher, that's who you call. You're not calling yeah. Joe next door with a sawed off to go out there and or, kill it. Or maybe if you don't have one of those killer cats that has no fear <laughs> and swipes you, at it. Yeah, I love those maybe videos. Those. There but, were a bunch of those videos over the weekend of, of cats with alligators, cats with... Oh, the one cat reaching up on a railing trying to knock on the door knocker. Did you see that one? I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's like there's a, there's a cat climbs up on a railing and then reaches up far enough and on the middle of the door, there's one of those door knockers that you have to pull and uh-huh. bang. And that's what he was doing. And then there's, there's, there's uh, the, baby, the one with the baby, the one with the seal is funny too. There's a, there's a cat and there's a seal on like a concrete embankment mm-hmm. next to water, and the seal comes up out of the water and goes up on this little embankment. And on the other side, there's a cat, and the seal puts his face forward, and the cat swipes at it, and it looks like an NBA game or a soccer game when somebody gets barely touched or not even touched and then falls backwards like they've been shot by a cannon. And this that was ba- funny. And then the seal just falls back and rolls over. Yes. 
takes a bad dive and yeah. did not even get a penalty call. I know. As that cat did not even get close to hitting him. He just did that cat like yeah, He did swat. like a drive-by. He yeah. did, a, did a walk-by swipe. Uh, here's another uh, name for the, the squirrels. Nina and Hartley. Oh, uh, Nina Hartley. You know who Nina Hartley yes, is. I, I got do. a picture. We got... Were you with me when I got an autographed picture with Nina Hartley? No, I was At not. one of the big conventions? I missed that. I got so, it. You talk about great asses. So do you have enough to chat with uh, everybody about so that I can go up and warm up some milk for yeah, these guys? Yeah, I can do some baseball because I didn't do okay. any baseball. Let me bring it down. Let's play some hardball here. No, no, not Chris Matthews hardball. Hardball that is not uh, caustic and angry. and This is real hardball. We're talking baseball. Klazuski Campanella talking baseball. Let me get my baseball music up here now. This is just a two-person operation right now. Where's, where's my baseball music? Robert, did you turn my thing down? Nope. Okay. There we go. We would like to thank, first of all, the Boston Red Sox for participating in this year's American League East pennant chase. I know it's early, and I'm not pulling the Paul Pierce and calling them done. But good thing for Boston. Dean and all my friends up there in Boston. Good thing you got hockey and the Bruins playing well, and you got the Boston Celtics playing well, because baseball season is now just a distraction until hockey is over and basketball is over. Chris Sale. I think they're going to change his name to Fire Sale. Guy's making a lot of money. He was a great pitcher and obviously struggling this year. Six starts for Chris Sale. 0-5 so far. And he really didn't pitch that badly. He's, just, he's not only having a combination of his team sucks around him suddenly. The team, I believe they were pretty good last year. Didn't they win something at the end? Chris Sale is 0-5 as the Boston Red Sox. Have trouble beating your Tampa Bay uh, Rays up at home at Fenway. And I saw lots of empty seats up there at Fenway Park. Are they bailing already on the Red Sox in Beantown? Good thing for Boston, though. If the Red Sox stink, at least there's enough tourists up there who want to go see Fenway that they'll get a chance to get a couple of seats, maybe go up to the Monster and sit up there and watch baseball. So there's your Boston Red Sox update. Of course, the Dodgers are playing great. And for your fighting bill, how about that Zach Eflin? Not Zach Efron. Chicks dig him. But now chicks are digging on Zach Eflin. He looked good at the start of the season, then he had some tough times. But against those Miami Marlins, throws a complete game victory. Should have been a shutout, could have been. If Cesar Hernandez had lost his mind or his ability to... First, he couldn't hit. Now, all of a sudden, Cesar Hernandez or Cesar Hernandez can't field. But Zach Eflin goes the distance for the first time as a Philly in a winning effort. 2016. Ben Lively. You remember him? Ben Lively had the last Phillies complete game, but it was a loss in 2017. And no complete games for the Phillies in 2018 at all. And without any offense, only four hits after getting 10 runs on Saturday night, 12 runs on Saturday night, Phillies find a way to win. Awesome effort by Eflin, 107 pitches. And uh, Gene Segura had three of the four hits 
RBI triple. Reese Hoskins, the only other hit. Four hits, RBI. And what's interesting to note here, if you're a Phillies fan, Bryce Harper, even though April is not over yet, and the Phillies are off, they'll play tomorrow night. The Detroit Tiger are coming into town. No Philly. Well, the, the last time, the last time three Phillies had 20 RBIs in April. You know when that was, Robin? Never. That's the last time. Never. 19 extra bases in the first 98 games for the Phillies. That's the most for the franchise. In, I think it's like, can't read my writing. It's smeared now. Ever. 98 extra base hits in 28 games is the most in franchise history before the end of April. And we got three guys with that. We meaning the Phillies. Reese Hoskins. Actually, it's Bryce Harper with 20 ribbies. Reese Hoskins and Mikel Franco all have 20 RBIs before the end of April ends, which would be uh, 30 days of September, April, to 29, so tomorrow, 30 days. So tomorrow is April 30th, Robin. May 1st, May Day, is on Wednesday, if you're scoring at home. And if you are, congratulations. It's mid-afternoon, good time to take a nap, maybe get a little frisky. A lot of people take naps around this time in the east. Three in the afternoon, feeling a little groggy, a little tired, had a big weekend. Speaking of good weekends, does it get any better than Vladdy Jr.? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's a big fella. But i got to rip somebody here in a second in relationship to uh, Vlad Guerrero, even though it's not my style to be critical. So Vlad Guerrero, Major League debut Friday night for your Toronto Blue Jay. What does he do in his first game on Friday night? Walk-off home run. Saturday plays. Did, uh, did strike out with the bases loaded, but... He then goes to the Toronto Raptors 76er game, and they put him in crappy seats. How does he not get front row? He's like the new toast of the town in Toronto. They put him in they put him like in the second level. He's freaking Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Bo. He didn't complain though, but I did watching that. Am I the only person who noticed that? They bring him in there, and then of course. Uh, Toronto Canadian house guest Drake is there wearing a hideous jacket that he looks like he got at a thrift store that they that Robin would do if she were doing a quilt. Did you see that Drake jacket Robin that he wore uh, at the Raptor game when they brought in Vladdy Jr.? I did. I kind of I kind of liked it actually. Yeah, I liked it too. I could rock that. Yeah. But not just any slap that could do that. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Walk-off home run debut Friday night. Goes to the game and watches the Raptors put him in a shitty seat to watch the Raptors boat race the Sixers. And then in the finale, he gets a three-rung bomb in the 11th inning, setting up the winning run to be scored. And they sweep your Oakland Athletics up there in Toronto, A. But he gets to meet Drake, and he gets to uh, sit around in a crappy seat. So all wasn't lost for the greatness that is Vladdy Jr., Man, he's a big dude, too, just like his dad. Same number. I was showing you the side-by-each comparisons as they do in Canada. They don't say side-by-side, side, you know. You know what they say up in Canada? What do they say? Side-by-each. 
Oh, really? Side by each. It's oh, that's Canadian kind of a thing. weird one. It's a French-Canadian thing, eh? And the other thing I got to rip the Toronto Raptors over is the stupid shirt. Because every team, you notice, they all have their they're all in specialized shirts now. The ones that they give the fans and the players wear as warm-ups. Right. The T-shirts. In Toronto has the dumbest one ever. Oh, I know. It is. It's stupid. What does it say on it, Robin? Um, it says, we, we are... North. We are North, yeah. No, we... We be North? It's something we North. Now, I know there's uh, people of color in Canada. Not many. But and Drake being one of well, them. Well, Drake's one of them. But we, is it... We, no, we the North. That's what it says. We the North. We the North. And I'm like, dude, it's Toronto, eh? It's Canada, eh? We the North? Does that make any sense to you, Robin? I get slang. I understand it. But of all the cities to use that type of grammar, would you think that would be coming from Lily White Toronto? No. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. So Toronto... I'm going to give you an E for effort, but I'm going to give you one of these. Who does that? Who has time? Okay. Of all the, the slogans you can come up with. For those of you who are watching, I'm now going to take, try to take out just one of the squirrels. Excuse me while she whips his out. By the way, a Game of Thrones update, too. I got breaking news because I didn't see it and neither did Robin. But apparently, during the, uh, the White Walkers... Because the White Walkers got wiped out, from what I understand, right? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, Tony. Then why were you watching a clip from a bar where everybody was screaming when the White Walkers got wiped out? Why were you watching that if you don't like spoilers and you haven't seen it? No, I'm saying I, you asked me as if I know what happened. I don't know what happened. Can, you, can we safely assume now, 24, almost 24 hours after, that something bad happened to the White Walkers? Yes. Ooh, no, no. Somebody See, told me that the White Walkers' biggest problem is when they started this whole thing is that they were dumb enough to chant, this is MAGA country, bitch, and then all of a sudden uh, everything went, went, went bad. Why do I smell like uh, poop? That's because uh, Sir Lawrence was just down here. You went there to make sure that the cats, that the, the squirrels were fed and you didn't clean up the poop? Well, he obviously just did it. Damn, it's some nasty stuff in there. If you're watching us on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live, ladies and gentlemen, Robin is now to see the delicate little vicious claws, like the Raptors logo in the middle of the floor up in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. These squirrels are so hungry, they just grab the little, uh, what do you call it, syringe. Yes. Because you can't use a, a bottle. Because they'd no. rip the, they would rip the rubber right off the bottle, off the nipple. There's a couple of reasons why you can't use like a little mini bottle. One is that they would rip off the ne- they would bite through the the, the little rubber nipple. And we I've seen that, that in a couple of movies on uh, you know on like some some off the uh, <sighs> off the board uh, freaky uh, adult entertainment films. It's not that's not nice. But the other thing is is that um, they they even I have to control the flow. You know, they don't really, go with the flow. You have to, you know, like when when you get older, you have to con- is, you have a hard time controlling the flow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it hasn't happened to me yet. But they uh, eventually it will. It does this, to all of us. The they know how to suck so hard that I I have to hold the plunger back because otherwise it can go into their lungs and they can get pneumonia. The only thing that sucks harder than that is the Phillies with runners in scoring position. 
I mean, I hate to go there, but sometimes, you know, it's the way it is. Now, my feed is, uh, my chat has, has been disconnected, Robin. Are you connected to the stream? Yeah. Because the last one I got was Robin, When Do They Get Fed by Tony in NC. Well, you need to refresh your page or go back and then go forward again. I can't go forward. I go up to get down, but I can't go forward. So anyway, there's, there's the latest on that. We'll have another Florida update, too. We gave you the alligator one, if you've seen the video now. But we'll have one on college girls. And you know what they say about them college girls. Now, not everybody knows how we came, came by these squirrels, Tony. Yeah, let's recast. Let's uh, recap. Recap. In case you're just joining us for the first time on our Twitch channel, we thank you for joining us. Don't forget to share, follow, and you can subscribe. And you can subscribe for free if you have Amazon Prime. Just go on the page. You'll see a red button. Looks like a big reset or a nuclear button. You don't need to know the nuclear codes. You just tap that button. Nothing will explode. But you will be now a full-fledged member a Prime member, a Twitch Prime member using your Amazon Prime account, absolutely free. And now those two squirrels were picked up the other day. They were Because a couple years ago we had some mama squirrels. A mama squirrel got killed. And the Which babies, we're assuming probably happened to this mama, uh, these guys' mama. And there were well. five babies left behind. Yeah. And Robin, of course, being the humanitarian that she is, I love animals, we decided to bring them in, put them in the cage, and uh, at least bring them back to health and then brought them over to uh, a nature preserve in the Fairmont Park in Philadelphia. And I don't want to rip those people because they do good work, but they seem like annoyed that we brought the... And they, and they take animals who are injured. Well, uh, it was only one particular person. Yeah, who exactly. We, who we then found out was the director of the place, who was probably the most rude, obnoxious, horrible guy to us and it, the other people were, like, thankful that we, t- we took it. But to- they have a lot of animals. They have yeah. birds that get hurt. You know, even pigeons. You know, people think of pigeons as nasty, and they're like the rats of the sky and the cities. But anything that gets hurt, whether it's a house. But they're not normally household pets. They have to be animals that are in trouble. When the wonder pets aren't around, people bring in squirrels, uh, animals that get hurt out in the, in the wild, foxes, you name it. They bring them back to health. Different birds, sparrows, city stuff. And then they've nursed them back to health and then released them back into the wild. So we brought the five squirrels back after having them for about a week where they were strong enough to, to move. But they don't release them until they're grown up a little bit more, right? Uh, between 10 and 12 weeks is when they can go out to the wild. So we've decided, but we're not keeping these in the house for 10 or 12 weeks, Robin. We're not even here a week yet. I am not going to deal with every three hours you having to make sure that you're having me die of starvation in our fast, which continues into our second week. That you're more concerned about those two beautiful little squirrels than you are about this reporter, Tony Bruno. And I believe someone once said, I believe it was President Obama who held a press conference just on this issue the other day over the weekend in Chicago when he found out that I was being neglected while Robin takes care of, three, of two squirrels, yet I have to go hungry tired and homeless sometimes for extended periods of time is an outrage it is an outrage what did you have to eat last night tony bruno i had uh pasta with prime rib and it was good uh-huh it was oh, really, really good. so starving oh my god uh, one meal a day doesn't cut it robin one meal a day doesn't cut it for a growing young man or even a growing old man
So I don't know what's going on with my computer. But anyway, we're going to do another Florida story. Is that one down or two down now? One. One down? I can't believe we're doing this during the show, Robin. You got 